Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us. We'll have you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is a resident Dark Knight detective. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He is Oz. Microsoft screwed up all my settings. What did? Microsoft. Stupid oh. updates. That's unfortunate. Also on Skype, the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? As for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor Young. Sometimes they call me Mr. Young. Sometimes they don't call me at all. And I sit alone in the corner. Like, why? why? Oh, I wish I had that clip of you singing about being alone. Oh, alone on the stream? That yeah. It's so awesome. <laughs> Classic. There. Classic material. Um, yeah, welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we got a lot of different things that we can talk about. I'm not 100% sure of all the things we are going to talk about. Because I think we are going to talk or touch a little bit on uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Talk a little bit about that. We might talk a little bit, a little bit about Anime Expo. We might have some amazing Spider-Man number one for you. Uh, shoot. We might, we might talk about the season premiere of... Uh, of... Or I wait, it, yeah, yeah, the the friggin' season premiere of Attack on Titan for season three. Uh, what else might we talk about? We never, A lot of different. We never got our to do Instagram games. war. Our our our, our, our Instagram war with friggin' that person that I don't know. What's her name? Nobody <laughs> knows her uh, name. Shoshana something or other. Right, right. Shoshana uh, Wyman. In regards to like w- w- waging war over the, the the heart and soul of deadly class, <laughs> all, all that, and of course whatever else it is oh, that you sorry. all want to talk about. Siobhan Williams. Siobhan. Siobhan Williams. 
It's Irish, so it's like Shioban. S I O B H A N. Got it. And then all that. All that and more on today's fantastic forum. Okay, okay, maybe half of that and then some other stuff on on this fantastic forum. We never got to Luke Cage either. (laughs) For real. And Luke Cage. No, no. (laughs) So. What what we need you to do is probably tell us which one of like which of those well, topics do you want us to we talk? We can't about? get to Luke Cage because I haven't watched it. If we didn't what? talk about stuff you haven't watched, we wouldn't do a show. Why would you not watch Luke Cage? I haven't finished the first one. See, see, Mo. And I was gonna do it over the little break we had, um, celebrating white people Independence Day. <laughs> um. And Mexicans' excuse to blow up the place. Um, but what happened? I started watching Punisher again. Dude, come on, man! So you good. Watch it. Did you? Why are you, you watching watch stuff you've already seen? Because I know it's good. Stuff. Yeah, but Luke Cage is good too. But I don't know that. I'm. Jeez. Th- oh, okay. Like, what if it's bad and I don't like it, and then I get. You mad. may not like. You may not like the end of season one, but season two is better. So, get through season one. Did you watch Defenders at all? Yeah, I watched Defenders. Uh, I was okay. Then you're already past the Luke Cage show. Sweet. So, I don't need to watch it. Yeah, you can just go to to season two. You're all set. There you go. Uh, Before we get started, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio. The All Games Radio... Scott Rubin, star of the Chase Bank credit com- commercial. I, indeed, indeed. I sh- should we su- should we just switch it to uh, su- superstar entrepreneur Scott Rubin? Yes, TVs. TV Scott Rubin. <laughs> T- but he was already TV Scott Rubin. No, but he was G four. So. He was G four Scott Rubin. But nobody knows what that is anymore. Look, Look, right now it's the Chase commercial. He's chasing what matters. Next, he'll be on Shark Tank. I wanna, I wanna so, ask him if if they force him to swipe it, swipe the card backwards like that. <laughs> celebrity entrepreneur Scott Rubin. Yeah, there it is. Shout out to celebrity entrepreneur Scott Rubin. All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Uh. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's Zelles and the South Bay's Best Comic Book Store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. All you have to do is give them a call at... 310-538-3198. There you go. You can do it. Someone will answer. We promise. Uh, at least right now, because they're open. Don't don't call in the middle of the night. They close. It's a comic book store. I don't know what you want from them. There you go. Um, yeah. So... How do you get down with Fantastic Forum? We have a few different ways of doing it. There's the Skype line. It's free. All you got to do is download it, put Fantastic Forum into your contacts. You'll see that little F. Go ahead. Uh, uh, click it. You'll be right now the third member of Fantastic Forum. I'm sorry, third. Fourth member. I can't do Math is hard. Math is hard. You'll be the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. Shout out to Jay. Hopefully he shows up. So, um... Yeah, you can do that, or you can jump into uh, Discord. You can do that from the All Games page as well. Um, yeah, 
Discord is cool. I, you know, I don't have it open on my end over here. I Do you all it. have it open? Yeah, I have it open. Doomplay's okay. talking about beating Metroid without cheating. Which Metroid? I'm assuming the the original. Oh, I mean, I guess that's a big accomplishment. It's only been 31 years, but and yeah. it, you know, like for a, a gamer of today's caliber. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's Amish, so he probably just got it. You said he's Amish? Yeah, isn't Doom Plague the Amish guy? I look, I did not know that Doom Plague is Amish. That that doesn't make sense. Can't be Amish and play video games, right? Yeah, the choose. I mean, if you want to go to hell. <laughs> and guess what? There's a lot of video games in hell, so you might be heaven to some. Are there a lot of video games in hell? Uh, I'm sure that's all vice and all that. And now with loot boxes and everything, it's like gambling. So it's like where other <laughs> Where else are you gonna play Custard's Revenge? Yeah. Please tell Damn. me you know what the fuck Custer's Revenge is. Oh, me? No, Larry. Custer's Revenge. Uh, Custer, not, not Custer. No, Custer. Yeah, yeah. no, what is, is, is that's a video game too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Whoa, I don't like what you're saying that. What's that all about? It's, uh... Look, even the time it was made... Nobody knows how the hell that game got made and sold. It retail stores too. I mean, there's like dude is literally like raping a Native American woman. What? Now it's all oh, wait, pixels. Is that the one with that guy? It's like super. It's like an Atari game. Yeah, it's it's all and, and it's, pixelated. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've never played that, but I've seen it. Like if if there's a game to send down straight to hell that's that's the one that would be there no, like if, if you're in hell i'm sure you enjoy playing custer's revenge wow well there you go ladies and gents well what's the replay value on it <laughs> well, there, there are high scores so you got to beat your score oh yeah for for native american rape that's terrible well America has an all-time top score. Look, there it is. It's like that—that's the official game of Independence Day. I don't know. Spain did a pretty good job too. Yeah, but they—they they just ruined. They messed with the bloodline. Well, and how? They, and yeah, and how do you do that? By fucking them. Okay. But you're—you're you're more fucked if they just like systematically genocide you. I mean, technically, I can see where you're like you're you're basically making a a distinction between intermingling and maybe your your a part of your heritage existing intermingled with another's heritage versus like complete genocide. Right. It's a fine distinction, but I guess that's what we do on Fantastic Forum, right? We'll we'll take it. Talking about the issues. Right. I'm looking into Discord and I see Tiger Claw saying Ant-Man and the Wasp is a nice palate cleanser for Infinity War. Yeah, I saw that press release too. <laughs> word for word. That's that? He copied and pasted that off of a fucking news story about Ant-Man and Wasp. 
That's hilarious. It's okay, Tiger Claw. I don't want you my palate cleansed. You, you you want that that uh that that hole in your heart from that Infinity sweet, War? That sweet saison from Infinity War. Like there it is. You know, like when you eat sushi and you burp and you can still taste the little smell tag. I like want having, that with Infinity War. It's like having a little piece of Thanos with you all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like it. I like it. And I want to snort all the dead heroes. <laughs> that's that's so grim. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw, I saw this thing that had, you know, the glass half empty, and it was Optimus, half full, Pessimist, half empty. They know it's perfectly balanced. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna use that from now on. I'm gonna, I don't know who made that, but I'm, I'm stealing it right now. Steal it. It's the internet. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. I, how? Let me ask you all this. Like, I mean, and I know I understand that you know for the most part, if we could get our like, if we could get our own way, for the most part. A good portion of Fantastic Forum are are kind of comic book purists, but how do you feel about Thanos' motivations in Infinity War and how they stack up versus the ones from like Infinity Gauntlet? Well, if- oh, uh, and, and just for those that don't, for those that don't know, because you people, there might be people listening, like I've seen Infinity War. I don't know anything about the actual Infinity Gauntlet comic book. Uh, if Thanos in the comics is in love with death, like literally in love with death, like death, the death Marvel, is a person, is a character. Huh? Death is a character, not death is a character, not just the idea that, of death. Was, right, that's what I was about to say. Is like in the Marvel universe, you know, you have cosmic beings that actually have physical manifestations, and if you become like a, a a a being that has like a certain level of intelligence and awareness, you can actually start to perceive and power. You can start to perceive these beings, and Thanos literally is is death's consort. <laughs> so death in the comic has always felt like it's been. A a like a, a unfair type of thing, like a, a some an issue of cosmic balance that there have always been more people alive than dead, and that's why Thanos decides to get go after the Infinity Gauntlet in the first place because he wants to make his his lady happy, and he's like, I'll I'll write this wrong for you, I will get. This this ultimate power, and I will snap my fingers, and just as many people that were alive will be dead, and he'll balance that out. As opposed to in Infinity War, the movie, his he he kind of feels like the universe has a finite number of resources. I mean, it's it's basically overpopulation on a galactic scale he feels like kind of if uh i mean I, I think this is all from his perspective anyway well, like yeah yeah i don't I, 
Look, I don't know. When that... I give you my answer, I'll say why it's kind. Yeah, and, and okay. let, let me go first because you're probably you probably have more feelings about this than I do because it's Marvel. But but the fact is, he's like the the universe, like it, it's teetering out of control because there's not enough resources. So he wants to kill off half the population and make uh, make sure there's enough resources for everyone. So Oz, what do you think? Uh, for the purposes of the movie. It works. Um, I don't mind it. I'm not as in in love with the original story. The original story is great, but I'm not as as in love with it as as you guys might be because I'm not a huge Marvel guy. Um, and it's great for the movie. It falls apart like a lot of things if you actually delve into it. Where you know, I I pointed out that. Okay, you can kill half the population now, but in five, ten years, it's not going to be half that population anymore. I mean, they, mm-hmm. the way, the way, and I, you know, I can't speak for the alien species, but I know humans uh, won't take that long to bring it back up. So right. it, it, he's has, he'd have to. Humans more than others. Right, he'd have to snap his finger every twenty years to really keep that balance. So. He, you know, if you would have brought it down to ten percent, then he he's bought some time. But still, there's going to be a point where it's just going to go right back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. And and so, but that's looking at it deeper. If you're just watching the movie, it makes sense. And that's why the comic book where he's just in love with this entity, death, and wants to make her happy for whatever you know short while it makes a lot more sense to get rid of half the population because he doesn't have to worry about them coming back she's happy now right Right. it's equivalent to giving flowers yeah they're gonna wilt and die but in the moment it's a good gesture right so for for the movie it makes more sense It, it makes sense what they did but if you're really gonna delve into it then the comics is really the what makes the most sense to me Okay. What about you, Mo? Uh, for me, it look they're both a little hokey. I tend to sympathize a little more with Death Wing t- uh, Thanos, mm-hmm. just because I have my own thoughts on death and and as a deity or whatever, you know. Um, that's a whole other show, so we're not going to get into that right now. But uh, yeah, it, you know it. Basically, there's a finite uh, resources in the universe. It's a crock of shit because there's really no evidence of people being alive taking a toll on the universe. There is evidence on some planets, on a planet-by-planet case basis. But in the movie, they just automatically assume just everybody in general, it'll just be fine if they all half of them die. And, uh, yeah, that to me, that was a little dumb, but it was a damn good movie. So it's like, you know, as far as being like a comic book purist and wanting it to be like the comic, it's fucking Disney, man. They're not going to do that. They don't want death, like, being somebody, somebody that's... So, they don't want death being something that someone can woo or idolize or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. In Mexico, there's a whole problem with the people the, of the Church of the Holy Death. Like, they're killing them off because you know they only want Catholics around. 
So people but, who actually worship death are getting like killed <laughs> by Catholic people on the streets. Well, why? What are the people that worship death doing? Well, a lot of it is, um, it's kind of, um, it, they're not really doing anything other than worshiping <laughs> death. <laughs> but the Catholics just don't like it, and this is yeah, to kill them. It, it turns out that it it became a a very uh, attractive religion for people who who are not accepted in heaven, you know, or like criminals and stuff. So, uh, you know, once you're associated with that, there's a, a a taint on you, for lack of a better word. And it's so weird. I, I you know, my mom's side of the family, I, I've never really met. But now with the internet, I FaceTimed with one, and I have a tattoo of a coffin silhouette with a skull in it. And that's when he started telling me about that. Because he's like, yeah, he saw my nose ring, and he's like, you know, you have any tattoos? And I showed him, and, you know, it's two skulls and a razor blade. He's like, well, what, what did you mean? And they don't really mean anything other than mean anything to me. So I explained to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, because that tattoo with the coffin, that's like straight up death worship and... That's what the, you know, we're, I'm planning a trip at some point. So he's like, yeah, just keep that in mind when you come down. But yeah, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, aside, yeah, it's, there, there's no real benefit to being a comic book purist anymore for me. So I'll just take the movies as they come and I'll be angry in the moment, but I'll try to enjoy them objectively somehow. Derek in uh, Discord says, Death ain't giving Thanos no play. She's true and pure cocktease. Don't blame Disney for the lack of death as a deity. This Thanos plan has been in play in the MCU long before Disney took over. That's not true. <laughs> no, you talk about Thanos me- messing with death, right? No, the, the Thanos plan to be in the MCU, like, Disney took over after the Incredible Hulk. Like after the first Avenger, like mm, it, that's what? not after the oh, Incredible after the... Hulk. Didn't I don't think so, right? Like Disney, Disney doesn't get on until like Phase Two, right? Well, the Hulk was phase Phase Two. Oh man, you t- the the John, I mean the one with uh... no man, like what are you talking so about? The, with, the, with the... Norton. Yeah, after no, man, that. Man. Okay, so what, what movie did Disney jump in? Like the first, the first Disney movie isn't that? That's a. Uh, like I want to say it's after. Isn't it after Phase Two? Like it's after Age of Ultron, isn't it? No, no they are Disney. You're retarded, Larry. Disney got retarded. Marvel. I'm a slow adult. Disney got Marvel in '09. Yeah, and Iron Man One was '08. So the first, the first Disney movie was, what are you saying then? So I, like, I think it was First Avenger. Yeah, I think. Wow. So. No, it can't be because all that stuff was in the works already. Before that, not a, not really, because they didn't they didn't know if they were gonna do like Guardians and shit. No, no, no. I'm not Guardians. Guardians is way and, down the line. But, but that's what I'm saying. S- like you, you say it's all in play, but it's like no, like you just have an idea. But after Disney, like all this stuff falls into place the way it does. Yeah, Iron Man, 
Iron Man is 08. Incredible Hulk is 08. Iron Man 2 is 2010. You could say that's in the transition period, but Thor is in 11. So is Captain America. At that point, Disney's been there for two years. Like, but since Iron Man 2, they already knew, said they were going to make Captain America, Thor, Avengers. Right. So, which all that's the, not that's not Disney. That's Marvel. But none of those have anything to do with Thanos, with the exception of Avengers. Thanos is at the end of Avengers. Yeah, and that's in eleven. At two years after Disney, right? And it's really just a post-credit scene, right? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll give you that, but I don't. No, I'm like... sorry. The Avengers is 2012. Captain America is 2011. Um, and I count that just because the Tesseract is technically an Infinity Stone. Right. I don't know if they knew that at the time. Yeah, they may not have. Because, like, the the Infinity Gauntlet's in Thor, right? Yeah, but that's just, like, a throwaway thing. They didn't even have it right. And well, it, yeah. And it but, was fake. But, but I'm just saying that, you know, it, it, was, it was there. In fact, that's why it was there. And then, you know... It, it's proven to be fake after is because yeah. they weren't planning on Thanos the way they did. Well, they weren't planning on it in Thor or they weren't certain they were going to do it in Thor, but they knew they were going to do it in Avengers. That kind of proves <laughs> that it Look, wasn't... You're giving, you're giving them a little too that, much That kind credit. of proves actually that it wasn't even part of the plan because right. they, they yeah. threw it in Odin's it vault. <laughs> it's in Odin's vault, so they didn't like... No, that doesn't prove that it's not a part of the plan. That just means that Somebody like you know the person that's doing the movie they do the Easter egg, and it's like that's not you know it's not like I like did like well I guess technically like at that point when you get to or actually I should say when do they dissolve the council like the movie council that happens after Avengers two after Avengers two okay so then yeah. It's like, I don't think that they were not going to do it, but they definitely, like, the 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 Infinity Gauntlet's an oversight. You know, in chat, it says, you know, uh, Derek H. said, don't blame Disney for the lack of death as a deity. And uh, Tyre Claw responds, you know, for a fact, Disney won't do the more controversial stuff. You know, like, I don't want to read the rest of it, but... But yeah, it basically, you know, he well, he says Hank Pym as a wife beater. I don't think he was technically married when he hit her, but either way, that's I'm not defending him on that. But more importantly, Tony Stark, the alcoholic, you know, like Disney shies away from the darker stuff, and that's fine. That's what they do. Like they're not, you know, they're not in the business of making me happy anymore after I turned nine. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that's what it is. And now I will say this: that um, it's like you know, like I liked Infinity. I, I mean, I liked Infinity War, and it was you know a cool flick for me, especially getting right. to see like that kind of. No, it was good. Like those concepts moving, you know what I'm saying, is awesome. But you know, after the fact, when it's kind of like okay, like. You know, like, like kind of like what Oz was saying, where you think about it a little bit more. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm not sure Thanos' motivations hold up as well. Like, if you know, if you take it on the surface, sure. And, you know, you definitely don't have to delve deep. 
But at the same time, it's like one of those things where, you know, if he was really concerned about the universe and its ability to sustain itself, like technically he could have like doubled the resources. That, well, that's what I said the right the, the, when we reviewed the movie. Okay, fine. Like you okay. defended, you know, like the, the that episode is titled "Marvel Ass Larry," because you didn't agree with me then. Like, what did I say? I don't know. You're always combative towards me. <laughs> I mean, I I felt like I probably couldn't have I couldn't have argued with you, right? Like. Like, he could have done that, right? Or did I argue with you? That's what he should have done if he was really, like, you know, because all the reviews were like, oh, he was kind of, you kind of side with Thanos, you know? I actually, uh, you know, I've been searching for a friend of mine that was a really good friend of mine in high school. He was part of the little clique, the four of us, uh, with me, Lloyd, this dude named Joel, and then this dude, Mario. And Mm -hmm. then he's like, I finally found him online after, like, 20 years of searching, Oh wow! And, and well, he found me rather, but um, he was like, "Man, that's Infinity War!" Because you know, when we the last time we hung out, there was no comic book movies out. Oh wow! Uh, comics. J- so now, Jay, your fan is in the the mic. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead, Mo. <laughs> it's like Joe, lo- Joe. There's too much noise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there was no comic book movies the last time we hung out. Right. Maybe like, I guess the closest thing to that was a Phantom Menace. But um, and then he's like, man, you know that Infinity War. He asked me the first thing he asked me out of everything was like, did you watch Infinity War? Uh-huh. And then I said, yeah, man, it was it was fucking tight. And I didn't I didn't want to get into the me being angry about shit like at all because you know. It's, I don't want to lose a friend after finding them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I'm not sure if this this new friend or this this renewed friendship can sustain. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man, I, I haven't even chilled with them yet and had a beer. But once I do, I'm telling what I really think about things. Mm-hmm. But uh, he goes, you know, it's so weird. I kind of, I kind of side with Thanos, and I'm like. I couldn't resist. I'm like, you know what? That's the stupidest shit I ever heard. Ah. <laughs> he's like, what? He goes, well, you know, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I watched it twice in the theater, paid like top dollar to go see it. You know, like I, I, I would have gone more if I could. I'll buy the Blu-ray, you know? But I told him, I'm like, if he was really that altruistic to the point that you want to side with him, like I'm a dude that sides with the darker thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah I want to side with I, Look, you tell me you're going to kill half of humanity, I'll side with you just on that. You don't have to tell me anything else. But if if you're siding with him because you think he's altruistic, it was that. I told him. If he had the power to reshape reality, why didn't he just reshape it where the resources wouldn't go? Like, he could spare the lives and give everybody, you know, like, like Wanda. It's yeah. like, just give everybody what they want. Right. You know, that proved it with its own problems, but right. really, I didn't really hear nobody complain other than Spider-Girl. Uh, about House of M? Yeah, like when she gave everybody their, like, desires. Yeah. Like, it's only the people that got their old memories that's like, this is not right. But really, like, they were living happy until they, like, met Layla Miller. 
Except Wolverine, right? Oh, yeah, because he, he was all fucked up. Right, right. Yeah, him and Spider-Girl. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Girl was like, you know, she went to see her dad, and he had a boy instead of her. <laughs> <laughs> it's messed up. Yeah. But, yeah, so, okay. Well, dude, I'm sorry, Mo, if I messed around and gave you a hard time for saying something that nah, it's was not correct. a hard time. Like, but it, it's just, I just wish you sided with me in the moment. I we don't know. I don't know what I... We could have had a movement. We could. It could have been a movement. Word. Even no, if it's a right. movement, but still. Hey, that's the shit. Uh, it is the shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, oh. And it's like, that would have made the death motivation a better one. But at the same time, I think what you all are saying is, is correct in the sense that yeah, Disney's not gonna have a personifi- a personification of death in you know their comic book universe. Yeah. But but it didn't have to be death, even though death would have been preferable for me as an adult. But at the same time, I'm reasonable. I understand why you don't put death into the all ages movie, right? <laughs> like that that I get. I mean, well, there was, was an death? all ages comic. There was death in the uh, in the Thor movie, or at least the goddess of death. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the same thing. No, it's just it could close. be. And the way they do gods, it's like they can be swayed by their experiences with other, like, mm-hmm. uh, adva- you know, wide, broadened horizons, you know? But then she could have been a stand in for death. Oh, absolutely. That would have actually been really In fact, cool. that's what everybody thought when they saw her character. That's what they thought was going to happen. It would have worked yeah. better for me because, you know, I don't want to objectify death. Or the goddess of death. But if you put them side by side, I'd go with the goddess of death. <laughs> Mo just wants to have sex with death, is all he said. No. So, that makes that makes Dia de los Muertos really freaky for him and him. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that We actually plan to have abortions on that day. Oh, jeez. Golly, bro. Wow. Oh, man. That was dark. It's your fault. No, it's not. It really isn't. Oh. <laughs> I didn't go there. I'm talking to like, whiskey. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was about to say, like, not me. Uh, yeah, that that actually would have been a really a really good idea. And, like, if... if... What, the abortions? No. <laughs> Freaking hella. The funny thing That's is, I, I had the same thought that. when he said it. <laughs> Hella as a stand-in for for the lady death. Oh yeah, that idea was hella good. Oh jeez, Oz. I tell you. Really? That that that's a palate cleanser after the abortion talk. I mean it, it, that's unfortunate but true. Uh Jay, just to catch you up, buddy, uh ladies and gentlemen, our riddle inside of an enigma. Jay. <laughs> Um, just to catch you up, we were talking about Thanos' motivations in Infinity War, the movie, versus in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, and which ones we, like, you know, like, which one we think would potentially work better in, in that setting and why, and which one we liked more. you have an opinion on that? Uh, I like the comic more. And why do you like the comic more? Um, it was just, like, a couple of scenes where, like, one, 
there's like a scene with Thanos that I thought was really awesome where he's like all getting super desperate to impress death and I forget who he's talking to but he's like maybe if I turn off the time jump so I can't see my opponent's move and like so I can't see my opponent's moves beforehand maybe that'll impress her mm-hmm. and it's just a really interesting aspect of everything going on I thought yeah Yeah, no, that is that is a cool moment. I agree. I like how Supernatural deals with the whole death personification thing. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. They do a good job where it's like you can kind of humanize them, but then you, you, they're still, like, real powerful. And and even, like, trying to, like, you know, I'm not, I don't think they ever try to fuck death, but they... um. <laughs> You know, like trying to woo their favor, you know, like right. curry their favor. I don't know how they say it in England, but I think he does when death becomes a hot black woman. Yeah, but that's, you know, he still did it better than Thanos. <laughs> yeah, Th- Thanos could have courted her. Well, yeah, because it's like he <laughs> he talked to her like a hot black female. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's pay, interesting. Pace, pace on Discord. For those of you listening, you could jump on Discord. You could share links with us that you want us to talk about, stuff like that. Uh, it's the allgames.com room. Uh, pace on Discord says, Tiger Claw really wants Hank Pym to be a wife beater for some reason. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I, I used to want that, but not, like... I mean, it doesn't work now, but... Well, it doesn't work ever, but what the thing is, they asked me, it's like, at the barbershop, they go, do you want him to be a... Because the whole reason I wasn't into... Ant, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp looks like a fun movie. They have a cool villain that, that I would like. Like, I was surprised to see that on screen for the trailer. Like, all the trailers made me want to see it more, except mm-hmm. for when they showed Bill Foster. Mm-hmm. Um... Because he's his age with Claire Temple is, is is too far too far off. Oh, gotcha. From you know, it's like I don't want to see that guy fuck Rosario Dawson. You know what I mean? What about what Rosario wants? I don't care what she wants. Oh, and neither did <laughs> neither <laughs> did Bill Simpson. That's why they divorced. Um, but uh, they 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 asked me it's like like. I explained why I wasn't into the Ant-Man movies, and I said, "Do you want a better yellow jacket, like the way it's done, or do you want uh, the wife beating?" And I said, "You know what? I'd rather just have a, a, the yellow jacket the way it's supposed to be." Yeah, yeah, yellow jacket the way it's supposed to be would have been cool, but you know, it's it's unfortunate because it's like everything. That I, I don't want to say that defines Hank Pym, but all the what we think of as the milestones and the pinnacles of his career are basically like you can't do that in the movie universe because yeah, not none of it is attributed to him. Like he, like even like right now in the comics, Hank Pym 
is basically uh, is basically uh, Ultron. Like he's like a, a hybrid, like almost like a Ultron Two Face kind of thing going on. Uh, it sounds crazy, but it actually turns out to be kind of a cool story. And it's, it's, that's the thing about Hank Pym. Like that doesn't. It's not a surprise. Right. Exactly. It's it's tragic, and it makes for an interesting arc. Even though, like you know, I, I I like Hank Pym and stories with him being a hero. Like especially some of the latter ones that happened not long before he became Ultron, but that's kind of what made it even more tragic, you know, where it's like, wow, like... So, what's the over-under, Larry, for Marvel going the next, like, fall crossover, like, Ultronized? Everybody's half Ultron. I don't think it's gonna happen, because I think uh, people weren't feeling Ultron as much. Like, if Ultron had taken off in the way that, you know, like, Loki had... It would have happened already, but you know, but because Ultron, you know, like Avengers Two is considered kind of like you know the bad one. It's like I don't think that's going to happen now, and you know, it's like, and I think that that's part of like part of, I mean, not only when they decided to make the Ant Man movie was you know Scott Lang the original, the original. Well, actually, I guess he wasn't the original Ant Man. Because they were supposed to be doing the other one, right? The the irredeemable oh, Ant Man. Oh Grady, yeah. Oh Grady was what they were doing initially, and then they went to Lang. But I think either way it goes, I think that they were happy to not do Pym because they didn't want to deal with some of that controversial, more controversial stuff, you know. And but the the fact is, it's like everything that kind of makes Hank Pym cool, they just they, they can't do in the movies because it's like. You know, he's not, he doesn't have that past with with Janet, like where the uh, passive yeah. abuse, he doesn't do Ultron. It's like, you know. Larry, like, I love you, but you're full of shit. Why? Because they did it in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Why you, I don't understand why that makes me full of shit. Because it's like, they can, they did it for a cartoon, they can't do it for a movie. They did Ultron, but they didn't do the. Abuse. No, but they did Hank Pym with Yellow Jacket, like the whole like. They, they oh found, yeah, yeah. They found a way oh, to no. do Hank Pym right. Yeah. No, and, and look, I'm not saying it can't be done for an all ages audience. I'm just saying that they they made a choice and they've they doubled down on that choice. I, I'm not I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying they they decided not to do it, and that kind of sucks because the character is not going to get his due. I mean, Michael Douglas is great and all, but. You know, it's not like the my, Hank Pym. Not my Hank Pym man. Right, right. The Hank Pym in the MCU doesn't feel like Hank Pym much at all. Feels more like. Even when they do flashbacks. Feels more like Hank Hill. <laughs> A very educated Hank Hill. Yeah, I but, guess. you know, just the old guy that doesn't want to take yep. risks and, you know. Yup. <laughs> but, uh,. Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a fun flick. Yeah, it looked fun. Yeah, but real fun. I don't like to go to the movies for fun. <laughs> what do you like to go to, go to the movies for, Moses? I want to feel things. I want to get enraged. I want to... You feel things? Eh. It's like, I, I can't promise you that you'll be enraged, but it's, uh, it's more likely I, than not. 
I think I'll be enraged. Oh, there you go. There you go. Jay, what did you think of the movie? Jay's gone. Okay. How about you, Oz? I thought it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You thought it was uh, all right. And so does that mean like there were some things that could have been better? Or does that mean like what? Like what did you like? What were you looking for to that could have maybe raised your opinion on it? Um, no, yeah, I mean it was kind of what I expected. It was it was fun, but not didn't feel too light. So it was cool. I mean the effects were not great in a couple scenes, but it was good overall. Yeah, it was okay. fine. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Oz? What do you think? Um, it was fun. I liked it. Enjoyed it. Uh, I wouldn't call it great or amazing, but it's it's good. Get some popcorn and some nachos and a beer and you're set. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Like, it's, it's interesting because, like, you know, like, the the reception i mean well I'll, I'll i'll say this it definitely it did better than the first one by far as far as like you know sales and whatnot but again it very it's the it's the next movie after infinity war and so it might just uh be taking advantage of the avengers bump which you know we found out was a thing so that that could be the case uh, I personally thought it was a uh, a better movie than the first one, but I think that that was just more about like the different, like the dynamic of the characters is a lot different in this movie than the last one. And so, uh, I do think it was pretty pretty predictable in a lot of ways. Um, but there were like I. I like I said, I personally thought the the uh, or like I was going to say before, I was gonna. Uh, I thought the effects were actually you know pretty decent. Like, and I thought they were creative in the things they did with uh, the power sets. But, yeah, I know that, uh, or I did see that. I think this was the twentieth consecutive number one for Marvel. I think they were saying 20 consecutive uh, number one box office opening for the MCU, which that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it, look, I, you know, I have my issues with um, the way they do the movies and stuff, but I still enjoy them. And that is an accolade that it's, you know, Disney was smart buying them because mm-hmm. they would have made all that money on their own. Uh, Marvel, yeah, Marvel Studios, yeah, yeah. like it, they could have they could have taken over some smaller like <laughs> uh, movie studios. You know what I mean? Could have yeah. bought their own special effects company or whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it looks like right as of right now, the domestic total is ninety two. Oh, well, almost 93 million for Ant-Man. Is that good? 
Like, Disney might sell off Star Wars. <laughs> They're like, this is holding us back. Yeah. <laughs> Putting our resources in the wrong place. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty crazy. I mean... Like, yeah, for did... Ant-Man, like... Yeah. I know people that still haven't seen the first one. You right. Know? Right. It did 75, almost 76 million opening its opening weekend. Which, yeah, that's... I mean, it's crazy for an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Ant-Man was supposed to be, like, you know, a little dark horse flick. And not a good Ant-Man. <laughs> right, not... Not what would be thought of as as the the best Ant Man by far. You're right. In any comic you've ever read, like th- what they're doing, if they would have done what they did for the movies in the comics, like it would have just been mediocre, a mediocre comic that would last four issues. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, I mean, there's a, obviously we're talking about different mediums. But also, too, it's an audience that, you know, they don't know what they're missing. Yeah, and, you know, as Led Zeppelin says, the great prophets, the great philosophers, as they say, it's like, Melo is the man that knows not what he's missing. Yeah. Um, I actually heard an interview with Paul Rudd trying to sell the movie on Mm -hmm. Mark Maron's podcast. Oh, okay. Mark Maron's a comedian. I've talked about him before. I don't know, Larry. You probably don't remember who he is. Do I need to? No, no. I I remember exactly who Mark Maron is. Okay. Like, but specifically through you. But then I've definitely heard other people talk about him. Of, of yeah. course, too. Like, yeah, his podcast is super popular. Yeah, uh, it's a great podcast. But he's on it, and Mark Maron, like, he kind of looks down his nose at Ant Man. Like, oh, you're Ant Man. You know, like. I don't, and I couldn't, you know, I'm a fan of his show and a fan of his style of interviewing and everything, so I put up with it. But anybody that really, like, talks down superhero shit like that, I just want to throw a wad of cash at their face. (laughs) Because it's like, comics are outselling any other genre, any other, in movies at least, any other, Mm -hmm. like, any, any type of adaptation that you see at the Oscars, like... Yeah, the comic ones didn't get the award, but they outsold it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So you can't like talk down at it if you if you want, but you're being a fucking asshole. You know? <laughs> so um, yeah, and that kind of turned me off because Paul Rudd didn't defend it. He kind of jumped in on it a little. Really? Like just talking down Ant Man? Not talking down Ant Man, but like he's talking about like oh it's. It's not really like acting, you know, like not it's not part of, like there's no craft involved kind of attitude, oh. you know? Well, so hey. I'm like, you know what man, go fuck yourself. Like maybe Paul Rudd's not doing craft. I don't know. <laughs> well that's <laughs> like the thing, I'm... it's like you know, Vincent Price did a bunch of shitty movies and when they asked him like why'd you do the shitty movies, he's like, There's no small movies or small parts. It's just small actors. Right. You know, I'm bringing my craft to this shitty movie and whoever's gonna watch is gonna enjoy me in it. You know, and uh, that was his response. And then Paul Rudd didn't have like nothing, you know, granted, I haven't finished that interview because mm. I was mad. So. But Got you. They, they, yeah, I don't know. But that made me not watch it. I'm like, you know what, man? Fuck that. I'll watch it on bootleg. You'll, you'll, you'll watch 
Ant Man on bootleg. Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp. Yeah. Oh, to not support Paul Rudd. Yeah, because it's like he's not even like you know you see, they they go on these crappy shows like Good Morning America and shit just to sell it, you know, and mm-hmm. and they act all enthusiastic, but when you know in the, in Mark Maron's show they're more like down to earth and more real, mm-hmm. and he was just like yeah yeah like, ho humming it, you know, and it's like, look I get it, they didn't do Hank Pym like I like it either, but you gotta at least like show some enthusiasm for it. A little. You could yeah. support Evangeline Lily. The girl, the wasp. Evangeline Lily? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. support her. She, she was great. She was, she was talking all kind of shit. Like, I that, felt like she should have been Janet Van Dyne from the beginning. Like, I was mad yeah. that she was Hope Van Dyne. Like, she's got the perfect look. Like, yeah. she could take a punch. Yeah, no, she was real good, actually. And that, like, I mean, I think a part of what what makes, she's part of what makes this movie a better movie than the first one. Yeah, because she's actually doing shit now. <laughs> well, the first yeah, one, I mean, I, she's kind of there, and she's like, I guess, what, like a double agent. But she doesn't really do. I don't even think she fights. Yeah, she doesn't. But I think it's more like the the idea, though. Like I think it's the dynamic. I would say the, she she does more than Ant Man in this movie. Does she hook up with that Ant Man? I mean, with you Scott Lang. Don't want to spoil it. No, you might as well spoil it. Oh, they pra- they practically bone in the first one. I don't. Yeah. They they practically bone in the first one. In the second one, I'll say this: she's mad that. Ant-Man went to help Captain America and didn't call her. So there's a little yeah. tension there. Yeah. You do with that. So, movie. how many pin particles out of five do you give it, Larry? Um, I'd probably give it Probably three and a half. Okay. And and that's with knowing what Ant Man should be, like whether it be Hank Pym or oh, Brady yeah, yeah. and or Scott Lang. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a cool flick. Like I think that that's why it gets like the half versus like the four. So the first know? one gets like a two. No, no, no. I mean, maybe this the maybe maybe I give the the first one. I probably give like maybe like a three. A three and then three and a yeah. half. Okay. And you know, but also too, like there's a and part, just there's... just for scale, like what do you give first Avenger or Winter Soldier rather? Oh, dude, both both of those movies are among my favorite. Like They're five. Those are like four and a half, five movies. Yeah, like I like I love watch. Like it, in my opinion, I still think the Captain America trilogy is like the best stuff that Marvel made. Yeah. It's like Winter Soldier is hard to deny. Like I don't, yeah, no, I know I, that some people, some people, may feel like that's not the best. Look, those people aren't your friends. Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, but like I don't, like I feel like they'd be hard pressed to tell you why it's not because that movie has pretty much everything you want out of a movie. Like whether you're talking about 
superhero, spy thriller, action, like whatever you want. It, it has all that. Like last year, it could have won Best Picture. <laughs> that might be true. If it would have came out last year. Like if it feels up against, you know, like what, The Shape of Water. Like. Yeah. Oh, that was this year, though, right? Is that this year? Well, yeah. Oh, no, that's, I mean, yeah, it, I hear you. it came out last year. For this year, that yeah. came out last year. You're right. Yeah, I hear you. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you might be right, man. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's a good movie, man. And so, yeah, if you're comparing it to, like, those are definitely top tiers. And, you know, it's like the the only thing that even comes close to those movies is, like, the first Avenger movie. And, and like, Avengers, I'm talking about, like, yeah. the, the first Avengers movie. But even then, it's like something, like, I actually was watching the first Avengers movie and it's still good and fun, but it's not like as good of a, of a movie as some of the ones they're making now. Yeah, it's like I feel like as the MCU moves forward, the movies are getting better, which is a good thing because it's like, hey, yeah, like, yeah, I th- I think Ant Man does a Ant Man and the Wasp does a good job of taking the character from where they had it and like elevating it and you know it's like I mean uh, uh, Scott Lang's Ant-Man is not my favorite by any means and so maybe that might tarnish you know what I'm watching and how I feel about it a little bit but you know it's just one of those things where it's still a really enjoyable movie like I, I yeah I had a great time What about you, Jay, or or Oz? How many pin particles would you give it out of five? I'd give it three. Three from Jay. How about you, Ozcore? Four and a half. There you go. Oh, I wanted to do four, but any movie that forces my that gets my wife to make me buy the uh, the first the first one to watch mm-hmm. it as soon as we get home, it gets extra credit. Yeah. There you go. No, I, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. So, and what's what's next for MCU? Is it Captain Marvel next year? I think that's the next one, Captain Marvel. Yeah, and that's not that's not till early next year, right? Uh. Somebody yeah, defusing a bomb? Oh, sorry. Um, Mo's trying to heat up his hot pocket. No, um, sorry. Yeah, Captain Marvel. I, I, uh, is I'm doing pre-production for Comic Con. Captain Marvel is uh, March. Yeah. Okay. And then. Yeah. Well, it's still listed as untitled, but Infinity Wars Two is May of that year. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, end of this year, like the next. Oh, actually, no, no, no. That's not. Wait, is the next like Marvel movie we get the animated Spider-Man joint? Is that what that is? I don't think so, but we can. Let me see here. Because the X-Men movies got pushed back to next yeah, year. Yeah, but we don't count those. I mean, there's still Marvel movies. But they're not, not good. I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. 
Yeah, like, it, they're not... Yeah. Look, first of all, like, people watch Ant-Man and Wasp thinking, like, oh, they're going to tie it into Infinity War somehow. They do. Uh-huh. You know, like, that. that's mm-hmm. why they put it where they did. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would have been in on, in on February, you know, or March. To make sense that uh, Captain Marvel is taking place in, what, like, the 80s or 90s or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said they're going to de-age Samuel L. Jackson for that movie. And Coulson. And Coulson. I don't think... Does Coulson need de-aging? Yeah, Nobody he's getting... Shit about he's getting a little pudgy and wrinkly. <laughs> um, Into the Spider-Verse is... Uh, December, December right? 2018, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the next one. Yeah, that's interesting. Aquaman in between there, though, right? Uh, nobody cares. <laughs> you know nobody cares. <laughs> I, I mean, Aquaman might end up being a, a, Aqu- a bigger hit than anyone's giving it credit Look, for. Aquaman it, is it a might, week after the it, Spider-Verse. It might be the best example of Shakespearean influence in comic book adaptation. But nobody gives a fuck right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I study, you know, I, I, I'm fucking with the Fantastic Forum Instagram. I study memes yeah. and shit that gets hits. Yeah. Ant-Man only gets like 10% of that traffic. I'm 10% sorry. 10% of what traffic? Aquaman. Oh, oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, of like the people making memes about it, making shit about yeah. the, the actor playing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, because what happens is people make memes about it. Then they show... Every now and then they'll they'll show like a behind the scenes teaser footage mm-hmm. or something, and then people make memes out of that. And then so it's like there's still like people still riding on Wonder Woman on DC camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like today the news broke that Joaquin Phoenix was the new like Joker. Oh yeah, part of nice like part of the Elsewhere movie, right? Well, it's Elseworlds, but yeah. But it, 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 keep in mind, right. Jared Leto is still the Joker, right? And they're still gonna make his movie, his origin movie. Is it an origin Which, movie? I thought he was just gonna like be in Suicide Squad or or, or Sirens or something like that. But is he getting way, his own it doesn't movie? Matter. No, you're right. But I mean, well, I guess if the Joaquin one is is an Elsewhere movie, Elseworlds. I don't you I don't you know Elseworlds, Oz. You know Elseworlds. I know. I just love the fact that Mo corrected somebody. Corrected a, a new well, a new there's source. There's a prominent meme maker on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I will put him on blast because he gets like millions of, of views daily. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, it was a particularly slow day at work, so I was combative. I dealt with issues of abortion and animal rights and animal cruelty like i was trying to pick fights with everybody but i don't know what's happening with the planet's alignment or something but nobody wants to fight today <laughs> like the people that i was insulting like praised my comment and that's I was like, good no yeah, I, i'm like, getting, I'm I'm getting in plenty of fights online but I, I gotta shut my phone off i'm getting so many fucking yeah I was literally picking fights, but this dude, uh, what is his name? DCMarvel.Fandom on Instagram. It posts, uh, Joaquin Phoenix has officially confirmed to play Joker in DC's Elsewhere World. Elsewhere World? 
Yeah, that's what they <laughs> that's what they put. So I like I, I my fr- I was the first comment, and I know he saw it, and uh, it was it's pronounced Elseworlds, which means you did it wrong. Because if you're the first comment, you're supposed to say first. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I just want him to get annoyed at me for correcting him. But yeah, it's uh, he was like thank it aggra- you. It aggravated me so much. You're I should have put it's pronounced Ellis Worlds, you fuck. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Is that what you should have done? Yeah. Was I that think the play? I think, yeah, I think I was trying to be too um, sarcastic and not literal. Like, I should have been more literal today. Oh, there's always tomorrow. There is always tomorrow. This now, guy, why are you trying to start fights with people? Because I was bored. It was slow at work. So, like, oh. uh, Joe Benitez posted his thoughts on, you know, because we have a new justice of the Supreme Court or nomination. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing with Roe versus Wade. So he yeah. posted his opinion. And then some guy, you know, everybody on this on his friends list kind of agreed. And, and, you know, I'm one of those. But then this guy posted this comment where it's like, well, half of the mill, half of the the kids being aborted are male they should have their voice heard so i i replied they can't speak yet (laughs) and he didn't get it so he's like yeah he's on my team and then it turned into a whole thing i kept trying to piss him off and it it didn't work (laughs) i should have just put they can't speak yet you fuck (laughs) so you just gotta add you fuck to everything yeah I even said, I, you know, somebody asked, like, where did he get this figure from? And I go, oh, he used his uh, his uh, probability uh, masters from Harvard to get this figure. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's how I call people stupid is by pointing uh-huh. out that they don't have a degree. Right. And then uh, and he liked that, too. So, like, you know, <laughs> then I got clients and. Stop they probably were like, he probably read it. They, he probably got his degree from Harvard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably, he seems smart to me. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work, but yeah. Caller, you are the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Uh, hello, can you guys hear me? I'm never can. hear me. I'm Derek. I'm Derek H. I'm calling uh, from uh, Glendale, uh, California. I wanted to talk about the ever-expanding Marvel Universe and uh, the ever-expanding DC Universe. Good, good, good uh, topics, considering the conversation. Uh, The DC Justice League came out on um, HBO Now last week, Mm -hmm. and I watched it. Yeah, and although, admittedly, I did fall asleep in the last uh, thirty minutes, uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a better movie than than I went and expected. I expected it just going out. So I watched like two minutes of it, and then it'll suck so bad I'll do something else. But I was like, oh, no, you haven't doing... seen it at all? No, I saw it before, but I I I, I was left underwhelmed. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. And I saw it again because I got nothing to do, and so. <laughs> but you know what? The movie it moves nicely. It moves very quickly, 
And it does a good comic booky job of introducing a bunch of characters really quick, which I thought they were going to have problems with. But no, they introduce a bunch of characters. The bad guy isn't as sucky as I remember. I remember him not even being a factor, but mm-hmm. he was a he was a really good bad guy. I thought uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah, uh, he he what he uh he gave no fucks about anything. He didn't. He wasn't scared of anybody. Uh, he was a true threat. He had a reason to get the mother boxes. Yeah, the only, the only iffy thing was they never really un, uh, they never really explained what the mother boxes were uh, or how Batman would know by because Batman, remember, he's just a guy. He's a detective in in, in a in a bad city, and all of a sudden he <laughs> he figured out just by. I don't know by by some scribblings on Luther's uh, journal that the mother boxes there, there's three mother boxes all around the world and we have to get them because they contain power. And a bunch of times he he, he said, "Look, I'm not sure what these things are. I don't know what's in them, but I'm pretty sure they're important because the plot says so." And so <laughs> and so he moved. But I couldn't get over how how awesome uh, Gal Gadot is as Wonder Woman. That woman yeah. is. Good lord, she is good. She is good. She <laughs> wait, is... wait, wait. Are you commenting on her physical attributes or that, that no, sounds pretty? Ex- I mean, you're pretty as, excited right there. As the as the as the as an actress, like she portrays that role. Like she she embodies. She was, it. she was the only person there that that gave the like that gave the infection that he that she was actually a hero. Like, oh, this woman is just here to save everybody. That's that's her. That's her thing, and yes, uh, she is good looking. And I don't, I did notice the the camera. Uh, Zack Snyder has a thing about lingering on her butt for a long time. Yeah, when he, <laughs> the camera he does that more than a few times, more than yeah. a few times. To a point, I was like, "Geez, come on, guy, we we get the point." But uh, other, but like as far as like just portraying the role, she was right up there with uh with Christopher Reeve Superman, where he's like, "That's Superman," like he just wants to be Superman. Like she yeah. just wants to be Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, and Chris Evans, Captain America. Well, I guess. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? Marvel ass Larry, trying to take it back. I don't be don't be mad because we, we haven't talked about Marvel in five minutes. You had to bring it back. Look, I saw I, Ant- I saw Ant Man with Lawrence, and I I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie, even though I thought it was. A little small compared to what it was following. <laughs> it was a pun intended. Oh, I didn't even get that. <laughs> I hear the it, it's movie a movie is them just basically chasing a box around. I, I've been that's told it. it's a it's a palate cleanser after Infinity War. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. They're like, oh, we gotta uh, we turned our building to a box. Now we have to get that box. Oh, somebody else has the box. Oh no, now they have a box. Let's chase that to the box. And when they made the box bigger, like they like you would think that the room would be all messed up and there would be like staplers everywhere because they've been shaking it's like taking a whole like taking a room and just shaking it up. And everything should be in all a mess, but nothing was. Which was kind of weird to me. That's pin technology. Pin particles keep everything intact uh, yeah. in place. Yeah. yeah, I like Goliath. I like I like the Wait, Goliath. Goliath was in it. 
Yeah. Well, and he grew big and everything. Just because he doesn't, just because he doesn't use his powers, doesn't mean that he he loses his who he is. Oh, it's still Goliath. Black mm, Goliath. Barely, barely Goliath. It's black Goliath. Still black, barely Goliath. Kind of wondering how how Ghost ne- never came into play at all during the five years of Agents of Shield. You would think they would say, "Hey, we got this operative that might be able to help us out here." What, was she a Shield agent, or was you she know, like no, a government but, agent? Well, there's well, like. They, they explain that in the movie, but it gets a little spoilery. No, too. they don't. They say she's an agent, but they don't say yeah. shield. Yeah, they do say shield. There's a whole problem with it because they kind of took the ghost that was in Iron Man and made it an Ant-Man villain. And the ghost that was in Spider-Man and made him an Ant-Man villain, too. And I don't need to watch the movie to tell you that that's what happened. That's why it doesn't make a little bit of sense. <laughs> exactly. Points for Moses. No. <laughs> Look, the, the more you hear those beeps, the more likely I get into Comic-Con. So let's not, let's not interrupt that. Oh, okay, I'm not mad at that. Okay. Look, Oz is doing his uh, salacious webcam thing while, while on the show. I'm not mad at that. Like, but yeah, it it's so okay. So, w- what do you think about this whole Joker thing, Derek? If you've heard of it already, I think DC needs to get somebody in charge that actually has power that can stop stuff like this from happening. And it, I thought they just did that. Didn't they just put a guy in charge? That guy, he doesn't have any real power though. Oh. They need they need a guy that had real that 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 is not afraid to say, look, we 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 went in direction, of uh, uh, with uh, the Joker, uh, I liked it, I, it was a it was a brave new choice, I think we can go places with it. That's what we're doing. That's that's the way we're going. I don't want to hear any Elseworld stuff. I don't want to hear in a different universe. I don't want to hear any of that. This is the direction we're going because we're trying to create. A, a movie universe, the same way we did in the comic books, but instead, like it's almost like the old school um, uh, movie system where they walk in and say, "Oh, this guy, this this this, this new fellow has a good look, or he did good for he he, he uh, his box office was really good in that indie hit a few years ago. We'll, we'll use him instead of using the guy that they were that they were going with. That they're, they're they're casting." They're casting for box office instead of casting for the story. Well, they're already screwing up their universe. I mean, it was established that Wonder Woman, since World War One, hasn't been seen, and now the next Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie is Wonder Woman eighty four. And uh, based on the clips that I've seen of them shooting, she's in the goddamn city. Like people see her. Yeah, I mean, but who knows? Who knows what? How to, you can't judge a movie before it's out. Watch me. <laughs> I mean that—that's one of those things where they've already established something. Why? Why fuck with it now? I mean, why does it have to take place in '84? Why can't it be after the Justice League movie? Now, uh, Cheetah is a is a threat to Wonder Woman. Because Justice League, because Wonder Woman is their one. Uh, Hands down, hit. Yeah, right. But and what? They, and they will let. They're gonna let Patty Jenkins 
do ever do whatever they whatever she wants, even in a, even if in a back room, they're sitting there calling her every kind of uh, male chauvinistic name you can yeah, think of. C word, T. Yeah, is it? Is it? Oh my God, that bitch is when she wants to make it to eighty four. Do you re- do you really think the the movie plot has to take place in eighty four? No, like, she, like, like it could take place in Olympus. Like, it doesn't have. It could take place. It could be like a Lord of the Rings, but they're not thinking like that. They're thinking, what are people gonna? What are these fucking dumbasses are gonna respond to? Like, I I understand. As good as the first Wonder Woman was, you give Patty Jenkins what she wants, but you also say, hey, you know what? Can we make it not in 1984? Now there might be some uh, some important thing. Need, need somebody in charge of real power uh, that can say stuff like that. But there's nobody there. The whoever the, that guy is in there now, he's there. He's just happy to be there. He just doesn't want to mess stuff up. Yeah, they don't have a Kevin Feige. And in this case, I say Feige because it's for a compliment. You know what I mean? Jack, Zack Snyder is is probably in director jail by now. So he can't say he can't say a damn thing to anybody. He's still and working Josh on this. Whedon is was was just a hired hand, so he ain't gonna say nothing. Snyder is still working on. on it. Well, Kevin, they got they got rid of him already. Uh, Nolan could have been that guy, but he got sick of making movies or something. He, yeah, <laughs> he didn't want to work with. Well, no, Nolan's 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 a weird guy. Just, yeah. You never know what's happening with that dude. You can't trust that dude for I wouldn't hire I wouldn't make him put him in charge of anything. Really? You, you wouldn't would put Christopher Nolan in charge of anything, but you you want more Zack Snyder stuff? I didn't say I want more Zack Snyder stuff. I want to see his director's cut that he's working on secretly in a lab. <laughs> somewhere. How do you, how do you work on a movie secretly? He still has to put it out somewhere. He's gonna release it on YouTube or something? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Put the clips out on YouTube. Said, "Look, this, on minute one, minute fifty with ten seconds, you add this clip, and then I'll splice it myself, and we can do it." You need somebody. You need Kathleen Kennedy there, who is not afraid to just go in three days after shooting starts and say, "Fuck you guys, you're fired." I'm gonna bring in. I'm gonna bring in that goofy redheaded kid to finish your movie for you. And she's done that on a number of occasions, where Disney just stepped in and said, "Fuck you, you're fired." We're gonna bring somebody else in to finish your movie, and they did it. They did it on Ant Man, they did it on uh, uh, Solo. I'm sh- uh, I'm sure they'll do it on uh, Nine. They did it on Nine already. Well, they, they did it on, on Scary nine. Movie Three. Who the fuck cares about Scary Movie yeah, Three? No, like, <laughs> nobody I even mean, knows what Keenan Ivory Williams is doing. They just right did it. Like I'm saying, they did it. Keenan Ivory Williams. It's an example. <laughs> It'll be yeah. nice if Kathleen Kennedy ran DC. Kathleen Kennedy, what else does she do? <laughs> no, I know the name. I just can't think of what she did right now. Little thing called Lucasfilm. Is she the chick that's getting fired because Solo sucked? Yeah, which it didn't oh, actually. Well, it, did, it didn't it actually didn't suck. suck. It just didn't make a billion dollars. Yeah, but it's did actually. You, did a, you see Solo? I did. It, I it's a, a it's a good yeah. movie. Everybody listening right now should go watch that movie. It's it's yeah. good. It's it's it, fun. Grab some popcorn if you're Mo. Smoke some weed. If you're me, drink some whiskey. 
and just enjoy. If you're Joe, smoke some weed too. What they need to do is fire the accountant that was like, who, who said, look, if we, if we've been remove, releasing movies every six months and they've been making millions, billions of dollars, so let's keep doing that. Thinking, thinking, thinking you can't tire out an audience. They, they saw this, and so they're like, uh, eight came out uh, in December and, and July, Solo's coming out. But that doesn't hurt the Marvel movies. It hurts all. It's all genre movies. Not the Marvel ones. There's only, there's only a certain number of uh, a movie events you can go to. Uh, but uh, I'm saying like, like it's it's literally July, and there've been three Marvel movies, and they all have been successful. And like the that, crappier one was like, it beat Solo. Right. So and now they're I guess, going off for a year. Now, now they're going away for a year. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not. Well, they're not going away for a year. They're going away for like six months, right, until March. That's but damn that's near a year. That's like nine months. Okay, nine a months baby. then. But <laughs> it's a it's a baby. So nine months. But you know, but I guess what I'm and what I'm saying is I don't think I don't think you're wrong about what how they handle Star Wars, but I'm sure that there was somebody making. A decision thinking like well if this is working for marvel star wars is a cultural icon it should work for star wars too and it's not even like they were like you know thinking like okay they're not putting out as many movies as mar as marvel is so i'm thinking i'm sure they're in their mind they're like this should work as well just you know it, but it didn't and i don't you know i'm not exactly i'm not exactly sure why because it's not like like for all the bad press that that solo movie was getting through production and about, you know, changes they were making to characters, it's like the movie was fantastic. See, so you can't you don't you can't blame uh, you can't blame Kathleen Kennedy for that, but because she's the one that that was riding the ship, like she's the one that's uh, bailing the water out uh, with a bucket, making sure it's okay, but but still with the ship still. Doesn't even think it just barely makes it a harbor. People, people are still blaming her because she's the right. only person on the ship bailing, bailing out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like. Like there was anything that you know. I, I mean, I guess performance is what performance is. I, there very well might be a thing though where maybe somebody was over. Over anticipating what these movies should do. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I would. Solo is not the one you you get rid of her. Yeah, yeah. I even mean, even Last Jedi. I mean, they had problems, but it's not a bad movie. If you want to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy, you take her out after King, after Crystal Skull, right? That's the one. <laughs> Crystal Skull's not a good movie. Well, who's gonna <laughs> say? But at that point, at that point, it was like, who's gonna? Like you can always you people people blame who do they blame for that Lucas? They don't even blame Spielberg for that, do they? They just blame Lucas for that. South Park blamed both of them, but everybody universally goes for Lucas. Yeah, but she she was there. Yeah. Right, and after that, I don't really see anything I could really go after her for. Eh, maybe Last Airbender. Wait, that last Airbender, that was was that 
I guess that was was that after Crystal Skull? Yeah, it was two years. That Crystal Skull's in '08. Last Airbender well, ten. Uh, M Night had to go making movies for Blumhouse after that. Right. So. It, I, look, I blame <laughs> I blame Shyamalan more for Airbender than I would a uh, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. And then after that, I mean, maybe he, he Force got, he, Awakens. He got, he got capped at ten million for uh, uh ten million dollar budgets uh, from for nine million dollar budgets for movies. So. Uh, if they're gonna fire her, there's an Indiana Jones movie coming out in two years, so that's where you, that's where you'll get her. You know, we'll we'll see what what happens with that. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. they haven't me tooed her yet. <laughs> That'd be wild. I was watching uh, Kill Bill. Uh, last night, and I and and Harvey Weinstein came up, and I was like, I remember when Harvey Weinstein was a, such a big part of movie making, and mm-hmm. now he's gone. He did, I guess, I wanted to say, I was saying, I was like, you, I want to say he did some great stuff, but I can't do it now. Like Me Too has taken that away from me. So he paid for get, great stuff. How about that? I mean, well, not, could, not only that, but he was supposed to make the movie that was going to destroy the NRA. Like oh, that's yeah? what he he'd been working on that for like ten years, twenty. That was his own movie. It was gonna be his like directorial debut, oh. and uh, it was like a documentary thing. And that's never gonna see the light of day. But there's nothing. I mean, you can still credit him for the work that he did. You just nope. You know, I, look. The whole time uh, I was watching uh, Kill Bill, I was like, that son of a bitch was uh, like, trying to fuck Uma Thurman. This entire that entire movie. She, no, he was trying to fuck that little Asian girl with the ball and chain. Oh, uh, you know, you know what? That's the reason he was over in Hong Kong. And not only that, but like you watch like a movie like Frida with um, what's her name? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Well, Selma Hayek. And I was like, I like that movie, and it was like you know as a. Uh, post-pubescent 20-something. I was like, oh, she has a lesbian scene in it. And then she explains how that lesbian scene came about. And it's like, yeah. man, that ruined that whole, like, experience for me altogether. Like, like I could watch the movie, but I want an edited cut. Right. How am I supposed to touch myself after that? Exactly. Like, I, like, I don't want to feel nauseous after I nut. Well, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. If, if you're like because that's like directly related to something that Harvey Weinstein wanted to see, that I can understand. It might but tarnish that, it. There's probably stuff that you, now you see everything, and it's like you don't know what he did and like how much he tried to impose himself on it. Like in terms of either a power play or even like a physical thing. When I see Rosario Dawson dancing on a rooftop in Clerks Two with no bra on, I'm like, I wonder if Harvey Weinstein has something to do with that. No, that's all Kevin's. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But still, I mean, I guess my thought is this: you know, you just separate the person from the art. It's like, yeah, but you know, I'm not Bill, good at that. Bill, Bill Cosby's a son of a bitch. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he he raped a whole bunch of women. I can't that listen to himself. Mean, I that can't doesn't mean that the yeah. the Cosby Show's not funny. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy Cosby Show anymore. Well, two things: I never thought it was funny, and then oh, also, um, yeah, and then look, I don't know what it's like to be in a funny family. Like, oh. my family was my mom working till ten o'clock at night trying to make it into me, and then her coming home, and me being in fear that she got killed in the streets. She didn't so, have an off day. No. Oh, jeez. Okay. Like, well, she was. Even, I was like, she, your family's hilarious. I don't. No, I mean they're hilarious through like because of it, but that's that's you know, you know, we could also have been drug addicts because oh, 
Well, yeah. Some of us are drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it's a, yeah, yeah, it was like, uh, I, I don't know what it's like. You know, Michael, Michael Richards is pretty much a racist, low-key racist, but, yeah. you know, that doesn't make Seinfeld that funny. Yeah. Like that's funny. But if Seinfeld said the N-word, it'd be a whole different story for me. I mean, in, if he said it in the show. No, if he, if he said it outside. Well, for me, if he said it outside of it. Yeah, like, see, I guess I was, I was watching Seinfeld's uh, new show on Netflix, The Comedians yeah. in Cars and Coffee. Yeah. And when he's talking to Tracy Morgan, it's very combative. I yeah. get the feeling that he did not enjoy talking to Tracy Morgan. Like he was, was, I, I felt like he he wanted he like he cared about Tracy and wanted to get to know him, but it was a little a little standoffish. Yeah, it, you know, you compare that to when he talked to Chappelle. It was, you know, there was similar ground being treaded, but it was a different dynamic. Well, you know, but I mean, Dave Chappelle. And Tracy Morgan, those are two completely different people. Like, man, like it's like they look the same to me. You crazy? You so crazy? Like they like like Dave Chappelle is so far from Tracy Morgan. Like the the sad fact of the matter is like a Chris Rock is probably more like Tracy Morgan than Dave Chappelle is. Yeah, and, but his inter- his interview wasn't like that either. Oh, Jerry Seinfeld because- showed up at Tracy Morgan's house in a in a, in a Ferrari. And Tracy Morgan was there walking around, and Tracy, it looks like Tracy Morgan was showing him his cars, and there was like a Lamborghini and another Ferrari. And uh, Jerry's like, well, I hope you're not spending all your money. I hope you're not just throwing your money away. And I was like, that was kind of a dick, uh, dick thing to say there, Jerry. <laughs> you showed right. up in a goddamn Ferrari. Right. This guy's like, yeah, I got a Lamborghini. He's like, I think you're just throwing your money away. Like, yeah, but the whole Seinfeld show, I mean, that's, that's who they were. Everybody on that show is a dick. And, and it's based on their true life, so you can just assume <laughs> that those people are naturally dick. At least Seinfeld well, is. Well, well, Seinfeld I, built the whole parking lot, like parking structure for all his cars. Nobody told him, like, "I hope you're not wasting your money." Well, keep in mind, though, now, like, we can't mess around and try to pretend like Tracy Morgan has the same amount of money as Jerry Seinfeld. Like, like Tracy Morgan, it, while successful, is not. Like Tracy Morgan's definitely not Seinfeld successful. He's not Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle successful either. He's like Tracy Morgan has not walked away from a huge check. But don't you understand that that makes Dave Chappelle more successful, not less, right? Oh yeah, no, Dave Chappelle definitely is should be treated like, way better than Tracy Morgan. He, well, I'm not saying he should be treated better. I'm saying no, I'm saying is that <laughs> like what I'm saying is. Dave Chappelle could walk away from that money because he was making so much money. It's like Tra- Tracy Morgan probably would not have walked away from that money, and n- nor should he, because it's like, dude, I, he's not he wasn't there yet. I you have know, that I sh- the last o- the last OG on TBS is not a, a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> but Larry, if Larry if Larry wasn't I in it, I would it. never I'd never even heard of it. it. But I seen yeah, it. I know you haven't seen it. Yeah, it has Tiffany Haddish. I should watch it. I have a lot more respect. For Dave Chappelle because he walked away from fifty million because it wasn't like they were trying to tell him what to do. Right. I I don't know if I could do that. I you know what I that's that's kind of bullshit because I'm I'm telling you right now I probably would not do that. You can't do that. Look where you're working. F- fifty million. What do you want me to do? Yeah, did, didn't you just throw a bunch of Indians off their land so you can put a pipeline right. or something? And he was only getting one percent of that. 
less. 0.625. Not that I'm watching you or anything. Well, no, they weren't throwing <laughs> off the... There was five other pipelines right next to the one they wanted to put, so... It's not like... Yeah, whatever. That makes it okay, I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> tell yourself whatever you gotta tell yourself to sleep at night. <laughs> Look, they're still cleaning up what the, what the protesters left behind, so... They're, they're cleaning up what you guys spilled. We didn't spill anything! The pipeline broke! The, the one that broke was the one that was gonna be replaced by the new one! Oh, it wasn't your pipeline that broke. It was just some other guy. It's the one they were broke. trying to replace. <laughs> the one Had they let the project finish, you know what? That new pipeline would have been empty when it broke. How about that? It should have break, period. And you know what? The future is in nuclear, so... I don't know. Well, you guys are talking about oil. Uh, the the where, future is sustainable. Where's my infinity <laughs> you can, don't, you're not going to snap Oz out of existence. I'll snap everybody. Well, I, I thought look, Oz that, was the see, Trump I, guy. Isn't the future cold? That, that's why I couldn't tell. I couldn't, uh, in my comment earlier with the Thanos motivation, like, I would have been done Thanos one better and just done everybody. Like, oh, well, that's not what he did just. In the comic book. No, what no, about, everybody. Like, even myself. Like, just. That's boom. what he did in the comic book. Didn't he, didn't he get, her, get rid of everybody until it was just him by himself? Well, Technically, he did that. Well, no, in the Give movie, Adam did, Warlock. In the movie, he did half and himself, but nobody knows that yet. Yeah, like when he woke up in that little field thing. That's he's dead. That was what so? heaven. Yeah, that's his. Like that's it, it's the soul, like the soul dimension or whatever. Oh, he's inside the soul stone. Yeah. When he, well, yeah, when he's talking to Baby Gamora, that's the soul gem. But no, 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 no. Where he woke up is the soul gem. He died. Hmm. That's he's interesting. For the head. So you saying like, if they had gone for the head, they, he would they would have won. They probably would have won. Yeah, but he died anyway. So had his motivation be had been to be with death, like it was supposed to be, then. He would have succeeded. He would have won. Word. But we got a lot to talk about. We got other yeah. shit to do. Let's move on to the next thing. Let's do it. Should we do this what? amazing Spider-Man real quick? Sure. I didn't I didn't get a chance to read it. You're doing Amazing Spider-Man number one. Did they reboot it again? Didn't they do number one after Superior? Yeah. They rebooted like every three months. Okay. But right now it's a new creative team. So it's like the double number one. <laughs> but double is there still one. an amazing the other Spider Man one? Is it still like what a thousand something or whatever it was? It was, yeah, it, was eight hundred. Yeah, it, it's technically like eight oh two or something, right? Is there a space yeah, where you so. still keep track of that? Like on the comic somewhere? Yeah. They, like no, there. on the comic itself there isn't until it goes mm. back to eight something. Yeah. Like till you reach eight fifty. <laughs> yeah, or 825. Um, but yeah, uh, Nick Spencer Wait. took over. And, y you know, his venture to comic book world, to superhero comics, has been a little weird for me. I didn't like it. I like, you know, I like Forgetless. I like Infinite Vacation. Yeah. I like his more off-the-beaten-path type books. And that that War Machine comic he did was terrible. <laughs> so I didn't give a fuck about anything he did after that until Amazing Spider-Man number one. But this issue was actually really good. I, I actually, what? I haven't read uh, Amazing Spider-Man for a while since he was like 
in cahoots with the Chinese for corporate <laughs> shit. So, that, well, that was uh, Amazing Spider-Man 14. I guess it was the last issue I read before it went back to the legacy numbering. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I kind of know what's going on here and there, but eventually I'll get I'll get back to it. I'll go, I'll start at big time again and go through Superior. So it's technically but the same story. Like, I read that. It's the that same story. It's a new creative team. Okay, but same book, just new creative team, so like they renumbered. Everything back then, like, yeah, the continuity. Yeah, the yeah. continuity is still there. Like the yeah, book I yeah. read, where he's fighting Red uh, Goblin. Goblin, yeah, yeah that's like the end of that. Okay. Yeah, and so basically, he's the the arc is called Back to Basics, and as Marvel tends to do every time Spider Man has good shit, they go and and bring him back to the Parker Luck, poor as fuck. Now he's thirty five or sh- or some shit, living with roommates. And one of his roommates is Boomerang. Boomerang? Yeah, it sounds stupid. Trust me. Like, I was saying this sounded stupid till I read it. Um, but basically, he his roommate is Randy Robertson. It's Robbie Robertson's son. Oh, you know okay. him from the cartoon when he was doing drugs with Tombstone. Hey, uh, he, was, he was in the comic. No, he's in the comic too, but I'm talking about to the listeners. Oh, gotcha. You know, sometimes they don't read comics. They just listen to us and tell them what comics are. <laughs> right. And that's how they know. You know, like, yeah, I've heard that in the past. You know, like, I don't even read comics, but I like your show. And it yeah. tells me everything I need to know about the comics that you guys are talking about. It's right. so, yeah, Is it strange cartoon, that, I, that I was thinking of Digger Harkness? I'm sorry, what? Is it strange? When you said he's living with Boom- Boomerang, I thought you were talking about Digger Harkness. No, that's Captain Boomerang. Yeah, same thing. This is just Boomerang. No, it's not the same thing. That no, guy's this, Australian. Yeah. And has a weird hat. And Boomerang has a weird hat too, but he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Boomerang doesn't have a weird hat. He has a boomerang on his hat. That's different. Yeah, well, yeah. Captain, Captain Boomerang just has a weird hat on. And what does he wear? An ascot? Is it an ascot? Captain Boomerang wears he's, like a... He's like a sailor, like in the Navy. He's like, yeah. like Bibbo. The the is homeless it, guy from Superman. He's he looks just like Bibbo, but is in a little better shape and throws boomerangs. So is it not an ascot? Is it like a scarf? What is I think it? it's a scarf. Yeah, it's just a scarf. Like he's a longshoreman. <laughs> That's so funny. But Captain Boomerang is a full on like supervillain mercenary guy with with supervillain like aesthetics. Oh, he looks like mentally challenged Hawkeye. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually. Boomerang? I mean, the, the outfit like mentally challenged Hawkeye. The outfit looks yeah. like a, like Hawkeye, but he's got boomerangs on it. It's, it's yeah, like where Hawkeye yeah. has those like uh, I don't know what you call it, those things that stick out of the eyes. Yeah, like, the like little eye, eye visor thing. But 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 boomerangs is like boomerang. It's boomerang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's dumb. And look, they play with it here in this issue. So uh, I'm I'm glad like you know in this day and age they usually tend to redesign shit to make it look cool. Amazing Spider-Man with Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley don't need to do that shit. Oh it's like, yeah, yeah, it's Ryan Otley. Jeez. Yeah, that's I'm excited I, about that. I, I, look, I thought you were, but not enough, I guess. I I just have I've been really busy. I haven't been to the yeah. comic book store in the last like week and a half. Look, it came out two weeks ago. Okay, so then maybe it's been two weeks. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh today is Wednesday, so yeah, it's been yeah. two weeks. 
Alright. Came out July 1st. Uh, no. July 4th? Yeah, I guess... It might have come out... I don't know. I bought it on the app. Let me see. Okay, for you. Fourth of July was Wednesday. Yeah, but I don't think it came out that day. It came out, I think it came out the week before that. Okay, so that must have been like June something. It would have been June 29th. That's the last time we did a show. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Uh, but yeah, it might have been June, July 4th. Yeah. yeah. How does that art look? You know, Ryan Otley's art is a little weird because mm-hmm. it's good, but I wouldn't call it good. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, Savage Dragon it has a style. Yeah. And you know what you're getting. Yeah. Ryan Otley's like that. He's like a, I agree. a clean, clean uh, Eric Larson, which yeah. I thought Looks like a cartoon. Worked. Yeah. And the pro- the thing is, he does the pencils and somebody else does the inks. Mm. And that's where it kind of put. They got Cliff Rathburn from The Walking Dead to do the inks. Oh, wow. So that's good. They're still good inks and they're super clean and. and like I, I can't. I don't think I could ever get any of uh, any panel in this comic as a tattoo because the the lines are so thin, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so it, it's it's really like it, it's really clean and crisp. And then Ryan Otley also has this kinetic energy to his art where it looks kind of like '90s art, like '90 something '93, yeah. and it really works for the Spider-Man book. However, when he draws faces without masks. I'm not a big fan of it, like particularly Peters, but he does yeah. a lot of other people, and he does a weird thing with the chins and the jaws. And everybody looks like they have like an underbite or something, you know? Yeah, and that's just his thing, you know. Like it, it's mm-hmm. stylized, and it, it's something I don't like. And yeah, I saw it in Invincible too. It looks good in action scenes. Yeah, it doesn't look good when people are having conversations. And right, right. Whole, this book has a lot of people having conversations in it because it's Nick Spencer. Yeah, and it's yeah. basically it's Spider-Man getting accused of plagiarism because he got his doctorate from ESU back in Superior Spider-Man and they found out that it was based on Otto Octavius's papers from back in the day. And it was word for word because it was Otto Octavius used his own work to mm, get the doctorate from Peter. Well, as the hero, shouldn't Peter not accept the doctorate anyway? Shouldn't he say, well, that wasn't me? Well, nice they thing? actually talk about that in this book, too, where it's like, you know what? I'm here blaming Dr. Octopus, but it's really like I sh- when I saw that doctorate, I should have I should have done something about it. You know? Oh, I, no. That's, see, that's silly. Hey, that's just his, his rationalization at this point in the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's it's one of those things because it's like, you can't. Larry, 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 before you go on, look, I'm going to defend Marvel for you. It's like if the fans didn't say nothing now, but say, didn't say nothing when it happened, but saying it now, they got you covered in this book. They, they, this book does a lot of things to tie loose ends that were left from Dan Slot that aren't that loose ends, but they're things mm-hmm. that you think about in hindsight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This book does a lot of that, and he gets you know. Look, spoilers at the end, he gets back with Mary Jane. Yeah, which is cool. I, I like that relationship. I, I like Peter's other really. I, I like every one of Peter's relationships. Like he's got a good selection process. I can't be mad at him. <laughs> he's got a he's got a good a good selection process. <laughs> yeah, like people ask me, like you know, like you know, because you know, I have a, 
I have a, a, a good marriage and I found a good woman. And they asked me, like, how how'd you know? Like, and it's like, it's all selection process. Like, what are you looking for in somebody? What do you hate about yourself? Like, you know. Is and it, Peter, for the most part, even when it's a bad relationship, they're still good chicks for him. Isn't, you know what I mean? isn't Peter's selection process his true love died? Like, he killed Gwen I mean, Stacy. Yeah, but they're, like, he's not supposed to stop dating after that. I know, but right. there's. Like, but he didn't give a fuck like, about Mary Jane until she died, until Gwen Stacy got killed. As a healthy person, you're supposed to move forward with your life. Right, but he killed her. Yeah, look, not that's the purpose. Not on purpose. Mm. And, she, look, there's she could have been dead already when they threw it off. Like, there's no... You know, you're going by that shitty-ass movie. And I'm going by the comic panel where Green Goblin throws her off the bridge. Yeah, but there's debates that with the like there's debates with a little bit of evidence that she was dead already. When he I mean, her. you could debate it all you want, but I know science, and science no, says he I, broke her fucking neck. I know science. I read, the and when a goblin throws that. you off a bridge at a particular angle, you live until you get your no, no, at terminal velocity and then a sudden stop from the from the spider. Her the, neck I was broken. I read the comic when it happened. She wasn't talking. She wasn't responsive before she was thrown off. Yeah. Hey, she was already look, passed, like quote unquote, passed out. I'm sure it passed out depends isn't dead. on what book you read. Like, you know how cats cats hey, like to ret- look, retcon. Stuff. Larry, Larry, you and I know that there is issues where they retcon that. Oz don't know that shit. Yeah, that's true. Because Oz didn't read those books, and that's yeah. my argument right here. Because yeah, why Larry, would thanks I? Thanks for fucking it up. But oh, but that was my whole argument is that I read those books. He didn't. I was banking on him not reading those books. Oh yeah, no, no. Oz definitely hasn't read them. Yeah, but but a that's the side point. So, right. you know, uh, Carly, uh, was it Mockingbird? Um, I really I like, like, I really like that relationship. You know, mm-hmm. Silver um, Sable. Silver Sable, yeah. looking black hat. Yeah. And then now he's back to Mary Jane, and it's like even the way they they rationalized getting back together, like, it, it was. I mean, I cried a little, Larry. <laughs> Man, it has to say that I I, I cried and, and I got my maxi pad and dried my tears. It's so crazy to think, too, because it's like Ryan Otley, like, finishing off Invincible and then transitioning right. to Spider-Man. It's, like, almost like he's drawing the same characters, but just a little bit, slightly yeah. different. Yeah. Like, slightly different. And, and that very well could be a part of the issue where you're like, hey, I'm not happy about how he's drawing Peter. Like, he might be drawing nah, Invincible a little too much. It's not that because it doesn't look like Invincible. Oh, that's good. I'm glad yeah, you hear that. It, it looks like, like, if you see it, like, without any words or anything, you know it's Peter and Mary Jane. It's just his his art style is a little, it's a little weird. It's something I, I, I don't have no problem seeing it with the image banner. I have <laughs> a little bit of a problem seeing it with the... <sighs> Marvel banner, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Now there's a backup story in it with Alberto Ramos and Nick Spencer doing it. Ooh. Have no problem with that art at all. Uh, <laughs> of course not. So it's Alberto like, Ramos. like uh, it's, in fact, it might be one of his best work. I hope they switch back and forth. That'd be awesome. Um, no, I, I, I don't want them to switch back and forth. Like, I either no. want them to have like 
Ryan Otley does a good a good job with it because it's so kinetic. Like, yeah, Spider Man's over here fighting some interdimensional demons and monsters and shit, and it's like super kinetic. But you're more like the way Nick Spencer writes those scenes. Like, it's all box captions. It's all internal monologue. There's this fucking awesome action. Like every panel is a fucking splash page. But you're reading his inner thought. Like. I, I literally went through the book four times because wow. it's like I just had to look at the art by itself. Right. And it's like it, it's like, and then I just had to read the the dialogue and the, you know, I had to read the dialogue and the captions together, and then just the captions, the box captions by themselves, because it's written like, it's written like, uh, uh, you know, like a first person narrative novel almost, like mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. So it's like I like I really want to get my hands on the actual raw script before it was drawn, because I like I know writing a lot of stuff for captions and a lot of stuff for dialogue might be hard in comics. It's not like a movie or a TV show or writing a novel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm willing to bet he wrote like two or three different scripts for each thing. You should ask him. Maybe he'll send them to you. I'm not gonna ask him. I'm never gonna meet him. I mean, like, hit them on social media. Uh, that's lame. They only answer to girls. Just perk up your chest. Nah. <laughs> I like that. I, I rather, I rather not know. Really, like, I rather just have okay. the fantasy of how he did it. Like, if he just, <laughs> oh, it, I just did it all in one thing. Like, I didn't even care that much. In fact, like, I didn't even really want to do this. Then I'm gonna be mad, you know? That's... I'll be like, like Paul Rudd <laughs> talking to Mark Marin about that man. You know what I mean? I feel like that should be the name that that should be the name of this episode. Then I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> like you said that like six times already. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be mad. I've been thinking about that. It's like I, I get mad about things. I try to live my, you know, I'm making an effort to live my life, you know, compassion first, and and trying to to understand before being understood. But then I just get so mad sometimes. You're Buddhist now, right? Yeah, I would. I, I personally last three years. I would have thought Rastafarian, but you know, to each his own. Uh, I mean, look, too much I'm Catholicism in Rastafarian. Just like I was a bad Christian, you know what I mean? Okay. Word. Because in Buddhism, like you're not supposed to put things into your body that are gonna hurt it. But you know, those are the things that make me happy. Hey, but weed isn't supposed to hurt your body, is it? No, but alcohol and you know unhealthy foods and things. Yeah, I'm telling you, Rastafarian. Yeah. <laughs> you, you already got the Christian part of it, and then you smoke no, a lot I of weed. Like the you know? part of it. That's the thing. Well, you don't have to take all of it. Hey, look, hey, you're diverting, you're you're deflecting from my review of Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. So all in all, look. My my whole issue with this book was it's not Dan Slot. Right. Dan Slot brought big time, brought nobody dies ever, mm-hmm. brought ends of the earth, did this yeah. all this amazing things with Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Verse. Spider Verse. And then yeah. now like they're going back to basics, but you know, we've seen them go back to basics in the past. And it turns into brand new day, or one moment in time. You know what I mean. But are, are you ever are you gonna, gonna get, are you ever gonna get 
Dan Slott again? No, we're getting him with Fantastic Four, which that should be pretty amazing. I, I'm excited about that. Isn't he doing Iron Man too? Yeah, but I don't give a shit about Iron Man. I don't like reading you, Iron Man comics. You, well, but you haven't read a Dan Slott Iron Man comic. Look, I might read it. Like honestly, the best the best Iron Man comic I ever read in my life was the Matt Fraction 500.1. I don't oh, need to yeah. read another one in my life ever. But I, I I might I might I'm debating checking it out. Like I really think. I really don't think Dan Slott is like an Iron Man fan like that. Like he was a Spider-Man or a Silver Surfer fan. You know what I mean? Th- that I believe. Or a She-Hulk fan. Like his She-Hulk run was amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like I, I really think, like I think they put him on that just because it's like, okay, you don't have to do two, bo- you're, you're doing two books a month with backups, essentially four books a month with Spider-Man. We'll give you Spider, we'll give you Fantastic Four and then, uh, Iron Man, you could do two books a month, you know? Like, they probably use that as a way to give him a pay cut. Mm. You know? So, uh, look, if he was doing, back in the day when fa- it was Fantastic Four, Future Foundation, and FF, and he was doing all three, that would have been yeah. a shit. I agree. Oh, they gave it to the hack, Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. <laughs> That's all good stuff, too, but, nah, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, but I hear you. Like, Dan Slott would have definitely... Like, I'm excited about Dan Slott's Fantastic Four as well. Yeah, but you're not as excited about Iron Man. Well, you know what? I'm excited about Iron Man as well, but the only thing... The only reason why I'm not as excited as I could be is just because I'm behind. And honestly, like, I really liked the the Riri dynamic. I know that she's still doing her thing and will be, like, chill be featured in uh, Champions now. But, you know, it, it was just one of those things where what was happening with her and, like, being kind of, like, adjacent to the Iron Man world and, like, her AI being Tony Stark was really cool to me. And so I got to, like... It's a way of making paternalistic white men. I mean, hey, I, I'm not mad at it, though, because it, it is paternalistic, but it's not, like, she like he's her dad and it's not like she can even or he can even make her do anything like he gives advice and she does what she wants and that's kind of the cool dynamic of it because he can't force her to do anything so but you know he's iron man so he knows how to be iron man and that should help her be her own hero too so yeah, but you know, I got to finish that up so I can actually get to that Dan Slot uh, Iron Man because that was, you know, I'm, I mean, I want to read it. I think he's going to do some amazing stuff over there too, but not, yeah, not to the degree that they probably do at Fantastic Four. Cause, you know what? The thing too with with Fantastic Four is I feel like it's a much cleaner slate. Like it's a cleaner slate, and it's something we've seen him do that it, it's science fiction adventure, right? That's what he turned Spider-Man into, and that's why he got so big, and that was, right. it was amazing. Right. So him going back, he's doing that with Fantastic Four is going to be, is going to be tough. But, like I, I really wish he would have done like he would have wrote like the Guardians movies or something, you know? Yeah, he probably would have done some good stuff with Guardians, because like he would have like what Ab- Abnett and Landing were doing, like they told some fun sci-fi stories but you know it's it's definitely more fluffish yeah 
And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that Dan Slott can do that and kind of have some hard sci-fi. Right. In it. And that's cool because you can get like kind of the best of both worlds. Amnet and Landing stuff was there where they shined was more of like the hard sci-fi stuff for me. I could see that. No, but that's but that's not what they did with Guardians. I don't know why. At least I didn't feel like it. That's what they well, did. no, no, but that's what they did with like because they did the Cancerverse stuff, right? They did. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that that's all I'm basing it on. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And like Annihilation and all that. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all good. But see, but you know what though? But that's not hard sci-fi, really though. That's like space opera. Yeah, I guess. You know, which is you know, and don't get me wrong. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's kind of yeah. like where I'm coming from. Where it's like, I mean, I guess it's wrong to call it fluff because it's not fluff. It's, yeah. it's just soft. It's just soft science fiction. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Look, I'm writing and a hard sci-fi movie, and it is, it, it is difficult. You oh, get it's bogged real difficult. Down, you, you get bogged down in the sci-fi parts of it where you forget the story, yeah. where you spend yeah, yeah. pages and pages just explaining some theory that nobody's gonna know about. But since nobody knows about it. You have to explain his theory because you're quote hard sci-fi, right? So, right. Not being hard sci-fi is not a bad thing. No, 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 not at all. It's just one of those things where it's like the balance can be delicate because just like you said, like you don't want to, like you're not trying to write a science book. You know, it's not it's not a technical manual. It's a novel. <laughs> so it's like you have to like the, the technical details are important to the story if you're if you're doing your work right. But if they're not, then maybe you leave it out and you know, yeah. It's a whole that's a whole nother discussion. But that that's what I think Dan Slot's bringing to the table that you know and, and it's hard. I, I the reality is it's like you we probably shouldn't even call it hard sci fi in the comic book space because it's not hard science fiction, but yeah. it's harder science fiction than what you're used to in comics because in Lord comics, knows. Yeah. yeah. Cause Lord knows comics are just like, Oh, like man, so, technology and magic are basically the same thing in comics. So <laughs> also yeah. I don't read books. It's a pim particle. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was <laughs> watching this thing small. where uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> is trying to explain the science and science fiction movies. And his base, and he tries to explain why Thor's hammer is so heavy, mm-hmm. and like, and, be, and he said, "Well, it was made from the, it was uh, forged from the core of a dying star." He said, "Well, I know how much that weighs. It would weigh this much." And I was, and I'm sitting there like, it wasn't made out of that. Like, you're wrong. You're right. you're hard. You're trying to hard sci-fi something. Right. Wrong. Magic. It's yeah. It's yeah, Uru. it's Uru, which isn't that heavy. It's the it's the it's the uh, enchantment that Odin put on it that makes it unliftable. Art. It's like, what's the atomic weight of Uru, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. You don't know, because it's a fictional metal too. I've, I've, <laughs> they, even, they even showed they even showed it being made in the in the last movie. Like the the, the material didn't come from uh, the star. Thor had to start the star star up just to make something hot enough that would melt the metal right. to forge it. Right. So Neil deGrasse Tyson obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. I, well, I've been... I have a theory about Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's why, like, oh, why he said that. DeGrasse Tyson. Well, he he's he's a science authority that's paid by the government to make us think that we could, that we have to fear life on other planets and stuff, and it's unattainable and all that. 
just to propagate energy for profit. DeGrasse industry. Tyson is all for life on other planets. It's Hawkins yeah, yeah, that look, said he's that. all for it within the paradigm they give him. He's anti going to other planets. Their time right. they, they talk about going to Mars or something. He's like, why would we want to go to Mars? Wouldn't it be easier just to fix the planet here? And I was like, we still want to go to Mars there, Neil. Well, on the <laughs> on the hammer topic, I've been getting with a lot of fights with people who think Groot is worthy because he lifted up Stormbreaker. And I'm sitting there like, well, Stormbreaker wasn't enchanted, enchanted. by Odin. Yeah. Yeah. That, he's not worthy. Like, it's not the metal. It's not just, yeah. oh, they, they made the hammer and only the worthy. Odin enchanted it. So you people talking about Groot is worthy are stupid. And that's why I say, I then I get mad. E- even within the movies. Like, forget the comics. Just within the movies, that's what happened. Like, the first Thor movie... Odin enchants the hammer and says, if you be worthy, you can lift this hammer. Yeah, but it's stupid, too, because in the comics, Donald Blake lifted it because he was worthy. Oh, yeah, why is that stupid? Because in the movie, it didn't do, it didn't do that. Well, there's no Donald Blake in the movie. That's what I'm saying. That look, like, then Captain I get America mad. makes it twitch. And then I get mad. <laughs> That should, that, that should be the title of the, of the episode, and then I get mad. Vision's yeah. not worthy because Vision's not alive. Right. He doesn't, know, he doesn't know what it's like to have, you know, envy and jealousy. So you're saying, you're he, saying that, like, he's the, like the, he, where people have been going wrong with picking up Thor's hammer is they're not using the right tools? Like, you just grab a crane? Well, it's like, it's like they had that discussion, like, well, if you put the hammer in an elevator and the elevator goes up, is the elevator worthy? Well, no, it's, it's just the tool. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's but the, the elevator not... probably doesn't go up. Wait, what? Well, you tell no, the elevator still goes up because the hammer w- didn't the hammer didn't fall to the to the center of the earth when he when he laid it on the table. It sat on the table. Right. There's the one point where could, the table probably couldn't hold me. There's a point the where he he hangs it on a on a close closing hook. He just sets it on there. I think the enchantment hangs. works when the intention is to grab it. Wield it. It says you wield it. Yeah. Somebody has to try to wield it. So somebody so, forgot. So pro- all all it, this to say, I gave Amazing Spider-Man number one five Thor's hammers out of five. So like, if a janitor is sweeping, he can like move it out the way if it's in the way, right? Because he's not trying to wield it. He's just he's trying to sweep that floor. So. If, if, if that janitor happens to be a cameo by Stan Lee, yeah. <laughs> if you set the hammer down, the hammer stays down. Look, Stanley needs to get all his cameos shot now because they're, dro- oh, they're dropping like flies. Just rolled over in the first Thor movie. No, but here's the thing, though. No, because Loki can't roll over. Right? If if the hammer can just be lifted, you're saying right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because he doesn't. He can just roll over. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I think the elevator doesn't work. But the table works. Ah. Well, Loki eventually shimmied out from under there. He wasn't there forever. He shimmied out. So. Does he does he get out before he comes back to lift the hammer? Well, didn't he? Oh no, that was. I mean, he one. wasn't stuck under that hammer forever. They didn't show but like Thor lifting him up. He just got away. Thor comes back for the hammer, though, right? Or no? Yeah, he has to, or he calls it. Either was way, was Loki gone when he came back to lift the hammer? We don't know. I don't even know either. Don't You're not gonna make me watch dark dark. Uh... Dark World again to don't, see. Don't watch Dark no, World. No, that's not where it happened. No, don't. That was in the Dark first World? one. Yeah, it was Dark our first one. Dark World's not one. that bad of a movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not Ragnarok, but you know, none of the Thors are Ragnarok. When the when the best part of a movie is a girl from a second rate shit sitcom yelling Mew Mew, and that's like the best part of the movie. That's, there's a problem there. You know what? You gave me shit about saying that when we reviewed that first episode. Give you shit. Movie. I'm the one that called her Mew Mew for like five years. Yeah, no, but I remember talking about that when I reviewed the first Thor movie and he gave me shit. I remember we were at Larry's house. That's true. I think that did happen. It was a free play Friday when we were doing day shows. I feel like the best part of the first Thor movie, though, isn't Mew Mew, even though Mew Mew, no. I mean, obviously, that's the part, like, because, I mean, There the was destroyer... no good parts in the first movie. No, that's not true, but, I mean, that, like, no, that's not the, true. The story looked good, but the fight wasn't good. It wasn't great, but the Destroyer itself was a cool thing. Yeah. And, you know, and then the, the Warriors 3. Which they replaced uh, for I'm the mad second. at that, because it has Zachary Levy in it. Was he one of them? Yeah. Oh jeez. He was the dashing one. <laughs> so they changed it for the second one? No, he's been all of them the whole time. Oh, he's he's always in Yeah. <laughs> really? No, they yeah, changed they no, they changed They changed the the blonde one between 1 and 2. Did they? Yeah, they did. I cuz I remember that was a thing. Like I can't give you the names right now. I have to look them up, but I know they changed them. Which one's the dashing one? What's his name? Larry. That's your department. Fandal? Yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. I think it's Fandal and... Uh, I know Volstagg is the fat one. Volstagg. Yeah, Volstagg I know. And I know Hogan because he's, he's the Asian oh, yeah, one. Yeah, he's right? the Asian there one. So okay. yeah, yeah that, it has to be Fandal. Yeah, it was a guy named Josh Dallas in, in the first one. Oh. Right. Yeah, I, I Anyways, that guy was better than the second one. So is Zachary Levi in? He's in the second movie. I guess in the second one, yeah. Probably. I know they changed. The, I don't even know if he was in the third one. The, dude, they they kill those guys so quick in the third. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's more of an extra in the third one, but still, who is it? You know, except for Hogan. Hogan has like a moment. Hogan goes down like two. a G. He, yeah. like, even he gets stabbed through the, like, through the torso and still tries to fight. I'm pretty sure that you all told me that they were, like, I don't think I realized that it was the Warriors 3 uh, other than Hogan. And you told me, like, the, yeah, the other two, what happened to them after the fact for Ragnarok. Because I was like, what? Because I didn't, they were that gone that quick. Yeah, it was like a cameo thing. They might have been computer generated. You're hilarious. <laughs> it's all holograms now. All right, what else we got to talk about real quick? We got to get to it. Um, dude, I mean, because Lord knows, like, there was like a lot of little random news I felt like over. So, uh, all right. So, ahead. since we talked about Zachary Levy, they they. Uh, Warner Brothers decided to wait. Wait, hold on. You're not, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna let me hit the button. Oh, <laughs> hit the I button, Nas. Hurry. We're just yeah. Go for it. Ooh, comic book news. We should have a like uh, comic book like news. Kurt. O- <laughs> 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 
Well, not, not like that, but like. There you go. Go ahead, Mo. So because of this week, you know, they 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 showed the casting for Walking Phoenix, but they also gave a teaser of a picture of Zachary Levy with Freddie Freeman for the Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I mean, it looks terrible. Like the padded ass muscles, like <laughs> that shit looks bad. Like it doesn't look good. It it doesn't like. And that's like it, a Photoshop picture. Like, oh, is it really? It has to be because they don't put nothing raw like that. Like if they're gonna like give it out like that, they, that's they Photoshop the color, you know, everything, exposure, whatever, you know. Like it's touched like, up to make it look good. It looks like, like a, like almost like a, a, what was that book? What was it, the Adventures of Shazam? Was that uh, that book? Like it was a cartoony looking one? Oh no, that was. Don't, look, don't compare it to that. No, no. Well, here's the thing. That's what this photo reminds me of. That book. But not, not in. I mean, the book is great. This about it, the Monster Society of Evil. That's right. That's what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. But this is live action, so it shouldn't look like that. No, if it, if they actually tried to look like that, it'd be better. This looks. Yeah. This looks like it's it's bad padding. It looks like. It, it looks like the reshot scenes with. Ben Affleck is Batman for Justice League where his head is too small for the body. <laughs> and you know fucking Ben Affleck has a big ass head. He does. So it's like if his head looks small, it's like and that's exactly how that looks. And it's like yeah. really like this stage in the game and that's how it's looking. And, and look, it's like you know, his top half looks way too big for his bottom half. Right. And then the bottom half looks bad too, where it's like, I know this guy like doesn't have caps <laughs> like that. Like it, he looks like he's in a mech suit and with his head sticking out. <laughs> it kind of does. You're right. That's funny. And it's like it's I, I you know, and then I get mad because it's like <laughs> you know I've been wanting this shit for my whole life. Yeah, I you know, know like and it's like been a Captain Marvel fan hardcore. And I, I fucking hate Zachary Levy. Although he was good in, in Alias Grace on Netflix. It was a good show he did. He was a great actor in it. So it's like, fuck, maybe he, you know, started doubting my own anger. And then I see these pictures and I'm like, man, fuck this. And then, you know, our mutual friend Larry, like, hit me up on Instagram when I posted the picture. And uh, was it uh, Clayton? He said, oh, oh, yeah. He said it should have been John Cena. And, you know, part of me is like, you know what? He probably could have played that, like, wholesome, like, hero guy. Like, I don't think yeah. he can't play it. The look is a little off because his face is a little jagged, like, for Captain Marvel, you know what I mean? Like, right. It has to be, like, our arch-typical, like, superhero fare for the right. face, you know what I mean? Right. And then the dark hair is a whole other thing. But it really, like, I can't even get into that because I just want somebody with real fucking muscle, like, real-looking muscles. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, John. It would have been interesting to see John Cena in a Shazam costume, just to see what it would look like. And then an interesting news story that came out of it that is overshadowed by that terrible picture 
is that Jaiman Hansu from Amistad and Blood Diamond, a bunch mm-hmm. of good movies, great actor. And Fast and Furious 7. Uh, I don't know about that. I didn't watch that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> great actor, uh, a, a bodybuilder in his own right with great muscle tone, got cast as Shazam the Wizard. Right. And it's like, really? Like, I really would have rather had Jaiman Hansu be Captain Marvel. Right. I used to turn right. into, you know, he says Shazam and he turns into a big buff black dude. That's blackwashing. Even though, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have been happy. I don't, I'm not happy with either choice. Look, <laughs> I would have rather but, had that but, than fake muscles. I agree with you on that. Like, I and think then, that if at this point, if you have to pick between the two, then yes. And it's like, if, you know, if The Rock didn't become Black Adam, like, Jaiman Hansu as Black Adam would have been shit. Which, it's by like, the way, the, the Rock said Black Adam doesn't even cameo in the movie. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. Like, it, What are look, they doing over there? I'm going to take this moment to say fuck Zachary Levy. <laughs> look, I will say that, like, uh, I mean, The Rock is the right choice for Black Adam. Like, that's I mean, an amazing pick. Yeah. Like, he could have been both. He could have been Shazam, like Captain Marvel. He could have been both. Black Adam. Like, I, I don't know if he could. He could have been Captain. Like, he, he could play the wholesome, like, good guy. And well, the it's guy. the same spell, so he turns into. That's double the... blackwashing. <laughs> Look, I'm just happy it ain't whitewashing. We got in trouble for, for claiming whitewashing because of Deadly Class on the internet. No, we didn't get in trouble. That bitch don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, I said it. Well, don't talk bitch. I mean, I don't know her personally, but based on what she said, I, I would assume. Yeah, Harvey. I'm making assumptions. She definitely didn't reply. No, I was because well, she knows she's wrong. I, I felt. I, I felt. I was like, man, like they won't let me use. Uh, they won't let me use. Uh, friggin' gifts on. Instagram. We, I didn't we should that. we should probably tell people what we're talking about. Yeah, for those of you who don't follow us on Instagram, which you should uh, be. Yeah, we're gonna be putting content on there soon, especially during Comic Con. You've been doing. You've been putting content on there. No, no, no. Let's but like, there's job. there's IGTV now. Like, we actually yeah. have an outlet for video. Awesome. That's gonna be good because you you know YouTube has its issues. But Instagram seems it's like Periscope, but better, and and it, you know I've been playing with it. It works pretty well. Oh, that's awesome! So it could be our new, and I think you can embed those wherever we put our archives or whatever. You know what I mean? Awesome. So, um, but yeah, basically I, you know, Liz, my sister-in-law. You guys probably heard me talk about her in the past. She's sent me the trailer on Instagram for Deadly Class. It's a comic we've reviewed in the past. Uh, we talked highly about it. And, um, you know, they announced a TV show for sci-fi. And we actually, if you go to our archives and, and listen to the episode titled Fuck em, We're White, is when we <laughs> talk about the, um, the whitewashing of the main character. The main character is a dude named... Marcus 
something Arguello, and he's a refugee from Nicaragua during the Iran-Contra crisis in Central America. He's a Nicaraguan dude, and then he's played by a dude named Benjamin Wadsworth on the TV series. Now, just by hearing Benjamin Wadsworth, I'm like, oh, they whitewashed it. This guy's white. But before I can comment and make a knee-jerk reaction, I researched to look for his ethnicity. And nothing told me that he was Hispanic. So I go ahead and I post this video. And, you know, the video that Liz sent me was posted by Shabon Williams, who plays Cafeteria Girl 3 in the pilot. And by me saying Cafeteria Girl 3, I'm, I'm diminishing her work. She actually probably plays some a character that will probably be expanded upon. I don't know yet. I haven't watched the show. But uh, the way that the comic works, it's everybody that's in the background eventually gets the forefront at, uh, one, at one minute or another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I reposted instead of trying to save a video and, and do it for my phone, you know, I'm, I had a, it was a little bit of a busy day for me. So I'm just going to repost it and put my thoughts and, and see what, you know, what people think about it. And I got sarcastic with it and I posted the video from with her tag still, cause she's the one that originally posted up. I want to give credit to whoever uploaded it first. And I put, Oh, who's ready for the next example of Hollywood whitewashing? Oddly enough, the kid playing young Marcus is a little brown boy. That's kind of cool, right? <laughs> and she responded, well, you know, kudos to our, one of our listeners, new throwback on Instagram. He goes, oh, I remember when, you know, he heard the episode when we reviewed it. So he's like, I remember you guys reviewing this book. I can't wait to see the show. And then I comment back. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I told him, I'm like, yeah, the comic was great. Uh, I'm going to check out the show. Hopefully it's as good. You know, I didn't say nothing about the whitewash or anything. Because honestly, I just, I want the show to be good if, if, if in spite of the whitewash. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I like the book. I, I, I'm a big Rick Remender fan from back in the day. So I want the show to be successful for him even though it is whitewash. It's like, my attitude is that whitewashing is normal, so, you know, it's just, it is what it is, in the words of the great Larry Young. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> their second comment is from Siobhan Williams, and she goes, why don't you do your research before making racist comments? And I'm yeah. like, uh, you know, I replied, I'm like, well, what, did I do in what aspect am I wrong? You know, is the little kid not a brown boy? Or is Benjamin Wadsworth not white? You know, and um, I went and looked back and I actually typed clearly on Google Benjamin Wadsworth ethnicity. And the only thing I could find was the trivia section of IMDb, which I had looked at before. And it says he's one sixth Mexican, which makes him pretty close to Nicaraguan. 
Everyone knows that. Well, and that's a whole other thing. Like, I wish she we right. would have into a conversation where it's like, well, are brown people interchangeable? Exactly. Or, you know, that's a whole other conversation. Well, brown people inter- interchangeable. One six doesn't even count. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. why, are you trying to, why are you trying to determine his identity, yo? Why, why are you trying to put him into a box? Look, you know, I, I'm probably am because I assume he's white, but I, you know, I'm still not trying to put him into a box, but. No, you're not, though. But, I, I mean, know, like, I know Nicaraguan people, like, my one of my mom's best friends is Nicaraguan, and she's darker than Larry's mom. Oh, yeah. And your mom's not even, like, I wouldn't consider dark like you, Larry, because you, you're. No, no. Like, not not to be talk like that to you, but you're a little right. darker. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong. There's with nothing that, wrong so. with being dark. Like I'm, right. like, I'm, exactly. I'm very comfortable in my skin and yeah. happy to be the complexion I am. But that lady's in between her, your mom and you. You know what there I mean? You go. And it's like, and then, literally, like, the her husband looks like fucking like a fat. Uh, what's the dude's name? That played Spawn, Al Simmons. Oh, you're talking about uh, Michael Jai White? Yeah. So, Michael, yeah, he looks like a fat Michael J. White. And he's full-blooded Nicaraguan. There you go. Like, Nicaraguan people look like black people. A lot of them. Look, a lot of them mm-hmm. don't. You it, know, there is a lot of, there's there's that. It's I mean, there's a spectrum in Central yeah. America and South America. Right. And, and so it's like. I know the white Nicaraguans didn't come as refugees, and that's the comic's fault for making Marcus look like that. But I let it slide for comics. You know what I mean? Right. But the he's still brown were, though in the comics, even though a little bit. Like his features yeah, I mean, are white, but he is brown. Like there's a distinction. Like people talk down to him because he's brown. You know? And and his like he's technically like a darker shade than the people that aren't brown. Right, because the Mexicans talk down to him. Like in the, <laughs> and you know when those scumbags talk down uh, to among, fuck. among the Mexican community, which I can speak on as being part of that community. If we knew somebody that was one six Mexican, that's we call that guy a cosigner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like we, I had the conversation two weeks prior to this issue on Instagram with Siobhan Williams at my sister's baby shower in San Diego. Because the lady that threw it is, she she looks, you know, she's a little tanner than most white people. And, you know, we're all, like, my sister's side of the family, of course, is Hispanic. Her, the other side is, you know, white Japanese. So, some I don't know how it came up, but she's like, oh, she's she's half Spanish and Mexican. And I'm like... That just makes you either Mexican or Spanish, because it's like, that's what Mexicans are, Mexican and Spanish, you know, the rape of the culture, but that conversation didn't take off too much. (laughs) But yeah, it's just weird like that, like it's one six, there's other, it's like Dutch, Iranian, uh, Scottish, Irish, right? and that's that's the other thing, types of white. That's the other thing, because when we talked about it, you said one six Mexican. I thought, well, okay, well maybe there's some other, you know, Central American yeah. countries in there. So that's why I asked. Well, what what's the other five six? And then you said basically everything in Europe, right. er, like everything across the Atlantic. And well, then that doesn't count. Yeah, 
Yeah. So that was our Instagram fight. So and yeah, I wish she would have engaged more. And look, the the way I see it, the the white lady was talking down to the minorities about our own culture. Look, I don't <laughs> even see it like that myself. Like I think it's a conversation that should have been had with somebody involved, and it would have made for good content on the episode before Deadly Cross came out. But it didn't work out that way. I, look, it's the it's the first time. Uh, that on a kind of racial issue that we've all kind of agreed. <laughs> That's true. Lawrence laughs, but it, it you know it's true. Like we we have very different opi- opinions, and it's the first That's time true. where Mo said something, and I responded, "You know what? I I gotta agree with Mo." And then Larry said, "Hey, you know what? I agree too. I'm gonna say something." And mm-hmm. for that to happen, then there's there's some kind of consensus going on there. Like yeah. that's that's it has to be against the white person. Like a half oh, of look, that's not true. Look, Oz I, usually stands in for the white people. I I'll <laughs> di- I disagree with you guys just for the hell of it, and I couldn't do it this time. Yeah, man. That's how. So it it, it would have been a great discussion. To have, but I think she realized she was wrong, and that's why she never responded. Probably so. Like, do your research, and then she probably went like, "Well, what nationality is that kid?" Oh, the, the weird part was the one sixth Mexican thing didn't show up till the second time I looked it up. And I know how, <laughs> you know, I know Larry. When we talked about it in our pre-production uh, thread, you asked like, "Was it not there this morning?" And I'm like, "I'm eighty percent sure it wasn't there that morning." And I know it definitely wasn't. When I did pre-production for the show, the episode "Fuck 'Em We're White," you know, I like saying "Fuck 'Em We're White," but um, but when I did pre-production for that, I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't even find its previous credits. <laughs> and he's been on like Teen Wolf and and a bunch of other shit. Right, right. Yeah, though. Yeah. Well, look, here's the whole thing where I'm like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking. Like, I'm not trying to tell anybody who they are and are not. No. But if you go on TV and can pass for white, then you're white as far as representation is concerned. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where, like, you know, yeah, sure. uh, My man. Oh, what's my man's name? uh, Captain Cold. Um, on Legends Snart? of Tomorrow. Yeah. Wait, uh, the the actor Snart, or the yeah. Wentworth yeah, Miller? That, the act, right, Wentworth Miller, the actor. He's half black. What? But right, <laughs> but he passes for white. It's like how you know he passes for white is because he's the brother of white people all the time, and no one says anything. No one even knows they have the reaction. Like Oscars British at. actors. So it's like he's half black, but it's like. If you can pass for white, it's like, don't mess around and try to tell me, like, oh, no, 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 it's okay, because, you know, he's this. It's like, dude, if that guy, first of all, Nicaragua and Mexico aren't the same place. But let's say they were the same place. If this fool's on TV being the white little brother to all these people, why am I all of a sudden supposed to be like, oh, well, he's Mexican now? Or he's Nicaraguan now? It's like, no, he doesn't look Nicaraguan. That's why he was in that white family and no one said anything. <laughs> you know, it's like so let's like let's not pretend like, you know, all all ethnicities 
uh, or every everyone looks exactly like their ethnicity, whatever ethnicity they are portrayed as. You know what I'm saying? Or what they actually are. You know what I'm saying? People, people, some people don't come across as the ethnicity as the ethnicity as they may actually be, and that's okay because people, you know, people are different. But let's not mess around and like you know pretend as if like oh well this guy is Latino in some way, shape, and form. So you need to do your research. And make sure that, you know, no, he's actually Latino. It's like, well, the dude hasn't been a Latino on TV for the last, like, friggin' His five years. Right. <laughs> he hasn't been Latino. But now I'm supposed to be like, oh, well, he's actually Latino. Because, and he looks, I'm supposed to be like, oh, yeah, he looks Latino. Because when he was in Party of Five, it was okay. Like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> like come on now. So, and that's like, the, that's what people, I think that's what folks don't understand. They're like. Oh, well, you get in your representation, and it's like, representation isn't about technicalities. It's about people looking the way they're supposed to look and acting the way they're, they, you know, like, they, the representation is about actual representation of the culture, not technical representation. So, you know, but we'll see. We'll see when the show comes, like, you know, we'll see what, what he, how he acts and sounds like, and, like you at, know. At this point, I'm willing to accept that everybody... That's not the Mexican gang people or just white people in deadly <laughs> class. I mean, there's I a whole wanted, there's a whole Asian to, contingent, isn't there? They could be white. Oh, God knows they're trying to be. But <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Too. Yeah, but I mean, you see, like you go, you, Larry, you drove through Koreatown. They they got tag hewer billboards and golf places and oh yeah, Asics. Billboards <laughs> and fighting against affirmative action. Yeah, <laughs> they scream, "Build the wall!" Here, you're hilarious. But uh, it's a whole other show, like you said. But yeah, at this point, I just want the show to be like the comic, which as much as it not, can be at this it, point. Yeah, it's probably not gonna be the case, and then I'll be mad. <laughs> and then I'll be bad. <laughs> what else before we get out of here? You want to get to other stuff or? No, no, like other, yeah, other news stories. If there's anything else we need. Oh to... yeah, there's other news stories. But... Okay. okay. So, Louis uh, Tan. Hey. Sa- oh, sorry. Louis Tan says he's not gonna be Nightwing. He didn't talk to DC about Nightwing. Oh okay. Louis Tan, Tan, if you saw Iron Fist, he was the the drunken kung fu master, but he's he's also been in uh, Into the Badlands. That's I think he has a bigger role there. Yeah, he's good on that. He's good. I've only seen him in those two things, and he's great in both of them. He's Mm -hmm. great actor. Badlands is a weird show because it it sounds like it's gonna be a when they explain it to you like oh that's gonna be a bad show, but I'm gonna enjoy it. But it ends up being actually a good show too. I am I avoided yeah. it till halfway through season two, just because for the same reason I thought it was gonna be stupid. And then I saw the first yeah. episode. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna keep. Playing. And now I'm waiting for the next episode. They're like, I, they they explained to me. I'm like, I've seen Fist of the North Star. Like, I don't want to watch that again. And then you watch it again, and you love it. So there was a rumor he was gonna be Nightwing because he talked to DC about being a character and he's just saying dude i'd love i'd love to be nightwing i like the character but that's not what we talked about and i'm kind of glad i don't think i want him to be nightwing 
He's a, he's a great actor, great martial artist, but I don't know. Yeah. Not Nightwing. Nightwing should be a white guy. No, should be, well, Eastern. A tanner white guy. Yeah, more Eastern, gypsy-ish. Like, gypsy guy. Like, Louis Tan is close. I mean, it it's weird because he's got, you know, like, an Australian accent, but he's, like, full Asian. It's Yeah, I it, mean, like, Asians are all over the world, too, you know. Yeah, so but it, in Iron Fist, it just threw me off. Like, in Into the Badlands, it, it makes more sense because there's such a mixture. But, <laughs> dude, he's in China in Iron Fist, and he's Chinese in Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it fucked me up mentally. mentally. But you know what's one of the best fights. Like, like, I had a friend who's from Argentina, and he's half Korean, half, I guess, white in Argentina. But... His dad is full Korean, but he grew up in Argentina, and then he speaks Spanish. Mm. That fucked me up. That's hilarious. Like, I I thought I was talking behind his back to his face, and then he understood every word of it. I'm glad Larry doesn't (laughs) speak Spanish, because that would fuck me up. (laughs) I might just learn. Does your mom speak Spanish? My mom doesn't. My grandmother, my uh, a lot of my aunts, only because the part of Belize that my mom grew up on or grew up in is uh, more of the central part. That's you know, it's like the part that's bordered by. So Portuguese. It's in the central part. It's the central part of the country and bordered by the ocean. So or is the it, sea. Is it Portuguese or is it like its own? No, no. Language? English. English is the official language of Belize. The national language is English. It was an English colony. But there's got to be like a native language. Well, that, but <laughs> the native language got wiped out because it was like Mayan. Yeah, Indian, yeah. And they don't yeah. exist there. Yeah, that my Mayan is the they, indigenous people. Like they, from that area, they moved to Guatemala and Mexico. I mean, like my grand my grandfather was like I mean like had a lot of Mayan in him. Yeah. Like, he definitely was a guy that, you know, like, he, but he didn't speak a language that wasn't Spanish or English. All he, uh, that's all he spoke was Spanish and English. Grandma speaks Spanish and English. The aunts, like, because they moved to Corozal, which is closer to the border, like, basically, I mean, Belize is a small country, so when I say the border, we're talking about, like, literally any city that's not Belize City is the border. (laughs) So, so it's like, Belize City is the only place where you don't have to speak Spanish necessarily, and so my mom did not. But everybody, everybody, all the rest of my family speaks Spanish. So, but yeah, I might learn because why not? It's like I, I'm feel like I, I feel like I'm up to trying to do it again. I tried in high school and college, but it didn't take. I mean, you live in L.A., so I right. Spanish, right? I have people that I can speak with or at least try to speak with. The, I, what I'm worried about is like learning formal Spanish and then people are like, oh my God, where'd you learn your Spanish from a book? I want to learn like, I want to learn the formal Spanish, but I want to speak regular Spanish. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a real fear. I know a guy grew up in LA, moved to Wisconsin while still in high school age. And the Spanish classes there were that form of Spanish where he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is how, this is how I would say it. Mm-hmm. And I grew up speaking Spanish. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> right. yeah, I always say, like, I speak Spanish with an Angelino accent. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, a little bit of Salvador... Like, I'm half Salvadorian, half Mexican. But I didn't grow up with really either influence. So it's like I just learned, picked up when the accent that my friends spoke to me or their parents, you know? Mm-hmm. But I had friends from different part of Latin America. Right. So I picked up a little from each. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Anything else before we go? Yeah. Um, image comic series created by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Gideon Falls is headed for TV. Oh, wow. Yeah, it got purchased by Hivemind. Hivemind, That's a little production company that was started by the dude that used to be the head of Valiant Comics. Oh, okay. And uh, so hopefully he'll have some respect and do a good job with it. But I doubt it. (laughs) He has worked with Jeff Lemire in the past because Jeff Lemire did Bloodshot Reborn for Valiant. Right. So, I'm sure that had something to do with this purchase. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully Jeff Lemire gets some money. And hopefully it's good. We don't know where it's going to be yet. Because Hivemind just purchased up a bunch of shit and they're putting stuff out. So, Hivemind is doing um, The Witcher for Netflix. Oh, okay. And they're doing Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark for, um, whatchamacallit, the movie. That Guillermo okay. del Toro is producing as well, mm-hmm. and then they're doing the continuation of the Expanse from Sci-Fi. Oh, that's Amazon. cool! Yeah, they picked it up and they're gonna finish it on Amazon Prime. So. Oh wow! I thought that was for some reason I thought that was going to Netflix. Was going to Amazon? It says here Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, it looks good. I haven't seen it, but. We'll see. I, I just want Gideon Falls to be good. That's yeah. all I got. You know, we had a, a, a death in the Fantastic Forum family last week, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Steve Ditko. Dude. It was hard, man. I it's felt tough. really bad. Yeah. Especially because I was like, wow, like, when I like, heard some of the details, I was like, man, why was no one checking on this guy? I didn't even check the details. What happened? I mean, he he died from natural causes, but but nobody found him for like two days. Oh man! And I'm just like, wow! Like like you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, or at least it it sounded like it was one of those things where like you know maybe somebody starts smelling something from a house, and then yeah. they go like, hey, like, you know, maybe we need to go see what's up with this. And I'm just like, man, like Steve Ditko. As much joy and as much, uh, uh, like, creativity that he brought into this world, like, he should at least have somebody that, I mean, I'm not saying, like, hey, you know, you can't be with somebody, or you can't necessarily be with somebody 24 hours a day, so I'm not saying, like, okay, he had to die on his own or anything like that, but at the very least, somebody, you know, could have went by to make sure that you know he was good and it was just like oh for for him to be dead for like a couple days before somebody finds him i'm like made me really sad you know so but yeah man like rest in peace to steve didco because like he he did he he added so much like the reality is spider-man would have been enough 
Right. <laughs> Realistically, Spider-Man could have been yeah. enough. But he did so much more than Spider-Man. And so, you know, definitely from, from the Fantastic Forum, thank you for the contribution, good sir. Like, with me, just with the question... Yeah. Like, the question is a character that ever since I discovered him has kind of made me question everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It influenced me in my personality. Part of it is also my hereditary schizophrenia for my dad, but I can harness it through the question, thankfully. Right. But, um, but yeah, and Doctor Strange, too. Yeah. And, you know, I like the Creeper. I know you guys are, like, whatever on it, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big Creeper fan, but still. I love the Creeper. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I mean, just thinking about, like, you know, without question, you don't get Rorschach. Yeah. You know, which is, yeah. that's that's huge by itself. Right. And then forget Eternity. Dude. Yeah. I love me some Eternity. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I didn't, I didn't even realize that he had created Eternity. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I didn't realize he had created, like, after, you know, because there's stuff that wasn't on my radar for... You know, I only knew what I read. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, Eternity just... was one of them, and dude, yeah. the dude was prolific, yeah. and that's really that's that's what it boils down to. Where it's like, you know, at in that day and age, it's like the guys that ended up being the forefathers of modern comics. Like, they were mad prolific, and so it's like uh, it's unfortunate. But until they pass, you don't realize all the impact that they necessarily had. And well, the they had to be but... prolific because they didn't get paid shit. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's true. You know, but, I, you know, I mean, they weren't getting paid by the character. I think they were just doing what made sense to them. He designed Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that design... Like, you can't change that design. It's iconic. No. Yeah, it is iconic. Yeah. Like, everybody tries to change it, but it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's literally just variations on his design. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, Fox shareholder sues to stop the Disney acquisition. That's crazy. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. it, it would only make it... other shareholders filed his lawsuit on Friday in the Delaware federal court. The lawsuit alleges that a proxy statement filed on June 28th omits or misrepresents the company's financial projections and the data underlying financial valuation analysis from Goldman Sachs and Centerview Partners. The complaint further contends that Goldman's potential conflicts of interest have not been adequately disclosed. I mean, I'm no wolf of Wall Street, but it seems to me that the the stock that they own would be worth more. I mean, yeah. it, it would probably get converted to Disney stock, which I guarantee is worth more than Fox stock. Or they buy, they buy it out at whatever they want. And that's the thing. I think they're buying, they're trying to buy it out at whatever it is now or what it could be in the next five years. And he's trying to hold out for more. That's that's the play right here, because he's like the the projections that they made aren't accurate. Is his lawsuit, so he wants more. So instead of saying, you know, I don't agree with that, he just put it in the hands of the judge. Yeah. 
and that way he could still either keep it or whatever, but get a good chunk. No, I think I think you're right. I think if they say, well, it's going to be worth more than what was claimed on on the paperwork, then they're going to offer him more money, and he's going to say, you know what, I'm yeah. happy. They'll settle. They'll settle it out of court, probably for him and other couple other shareholders. But if I was, I don't know. Maybe I. I guess because I'm poor. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't have the kind of money that we can. Yeah. Just say, hey, you know what? This many millions isn't enough. But it, it, it might like might be one of those things. Like I'll just hold on till it turns to Disney stock, and then. You know, but I guess they're trying to buy him out outright. I remember you trying to sell this show for like fifty bucks. Yeah, I needed <laughs> I needed fifty bucks that that week. Uh, I didn't expect you to agree that easily. No, I, I, I remember that it was a Wednesday night. It might have been the day we did Anson. There, there was a lot a of there was a lot of shit happening that day. I don't. No, uh, yeah, how it was much like a of five-hour show? I don't know how much of it was real, but that's hilarious. That, that I was like to think day. at least fifty percent of it was. What the hell did I get that bottle too? That's what I don't remember. Yeah, just how you know it's good. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's it. All for right, me. let's get out of here. Derek H, are you still there? I'm still here. Derek H, why don't you give me a final thought, buddy? Uh, say a little prayer for Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> That's fair. Jay, are you there? Yep. Give us a final thought, friend. I feel like I was too young to know the dive. You feel like Iris is too young to know the dive? Is that what you said? Yeah. Which who's dive. Iris and what dive? The dive, the dance move, and the Iris from Ruby Gloom. Okay. Next week, Jay, we gotta do some uh anime expo stuff. Okay. Yay. Oscor, give me some final thoughts. Go check out Ant Man and Wasp. That's good. Moses Magnum, final thoughts? Uh, we didn't get to Anime Expo this week, but there's a bunch of pictures on our Instagram feed. There you go. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Make sure you go ahead and hit us up uh, on Twitter. Follow. Hit us up on Instagram. Follow. Uh, and you know, let us know what you think about stuff. We'll hit you back. This is Fantastic Forum. Until next week, we're out. <laughs>